7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! We're also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. And we also love Puerto Rico. <laughs> and we hate you, you stupid son of a bitch. Um, anyway, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't use that phrase. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly uh, worldwide. And uh, yeah, that was Trump deciding to mock uh, an accent he cannot perform. Um, so I think it's where it's fair game to start uh, mocking Melania's accent now and just start leaving out words like and and the. So, uh, but anyway, joining me on the weekend <laughs> edition of the program, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the program. Hola. Yeah. Hola. Hola. Uh, Hello. You got to breathe heavier than that. You, you got to sound winded. From I can't sound as winded as him. What the hell was he doing? Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Yeah. Happy Friday to you. Sorry for using the term SOB. I just it just it it was instinctive and it shouldn't be. But uh but anyway, uh welcome uh, of course Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. You know, he's a bastard. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start calling him Don Snow. See, there you go, Don Snow. See, <laughs> see, see what I did there? Yeah, a little, uh, little uh, Game of Thrones reference there. There so. you go, there you go. He's a Don Snow. You guys are really going to make me watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I hate elves. I hate swords. Force you, well, and I there's hope no you elves. don't hate blood. There's, there's no, no There's elves. a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Okay, yeah, I'm, gonna no to, I'm gonna have to there's mute right now because I got a one and a half inch palmetto bug in my basement. Oh my god! Ooh. Okay, I'll be back in a moment. Okay, well, while Rain is taking care of the palmetto bug <laughs> crisis of 2017, uh, Joe and I will hold down the fort. Uh, but yeah, so it's been an interesting week, and uh, uh, I want to say to everybody, uh, thank you so much for bearing with me uh, from being uh, just uh, the the avatar of rage on the last. <laughs> Last Tuesday's show. That's not going to happen tonight. I can't do show. You know, I don't want to give myself a heart attack. <laughs> you know, um, that's good. But it was it was therapeutic to to get that angry uh, last Tuesday, and I'm still angry. Don't get me wrong. And I'm we're still not going to stop talking about uh, gun violence in this country and in what should be done. But it, you know, I'm just I'm really at that point now where. I I have to think that everybody out there who's hoarding weapons is just waiting 
for their moments. If the, if somebody doesn't come and bring the apocalypse to them, I really think that, you know, chances are good that they're going to bring the apocalypse to somebody else because they're going to get bored and they're going to want to use their, their guns and they're just going to do it. And we just have to, in our rights, uh, are not as important as, is their right to, to own, you know, penile extensions. And don't forget their newly found white privilege. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Not newly found. Well, it's, you know what I mean? Newly, I mean, newly renewed. It's newly recognized. Right. Oh, and noted, newly endorsed. Noted uh, white supremacist Tucker Carlson uh, says it's it's racist to point out when somebody has white privilege. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it racist? Well, I want to just say. I just, is it racist if you yourself are white and acknowledge your your own privilege? Can you not acknowledge that about yourself? <laughs> I don't know that you're supposed to. <laughs> I'm racist anyway. towards myself. I, I just want to note that. Uh, uh, Rain just removed a palmetto buck. That's a big buck. Yeah, that sucker. I felt like I was back in Georgia. Did it have antlers? Yes. No, <laughs> not antlers. Because you said it was a buck. No, he said a palmetto bug. I heard. I heard but, bug, but it, I it, heard it, bug. But in the chat, you wrote buck. Okay. Oh, thought, come on, man. <laughs> wow, it was bigger than I thought. <laughs> I hate the chat. You know what I, I just, hate about the chat? Just, the chat why? doesn't let me use my um my spell check. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, no, yeah, I don't know if it'll right. let me do it or not. So I'm going to see. I'm going to misspell Foley. I mean, no, I have my it, computer it spell me... check, and I also use, um, oh, goodness, mm. I can't remember the name of it. There's another. I have a. I have a. Um, yeah, I have an internet one, too. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Neither can I. It's really <laughs> good, though. Same here. It, it is. It's a good one. And, that thing uh, that we can't know the name of, all of us right now, don't, it doesn't work. Don't work too good. So, <laughs> no, no. So I meant, God damn it! it you didn't know, have you antlers. know, it had really huge antennas. Go do a Google search and we'll find yeah. it. It's Virginia, <laughs> Georgia. And that would have made a good uh, snack yeah. for the dogs too. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. Go do a Google search. So, uh, did <laughs> did they just sneak in? Or you're not worried about that or anything? Uh, well, I remember I have the basement window open, so it probably yeah. oh. snuck in. Mm. Mm. That's good because I know somebody on Facebook the other day was like, "I just found a palmetto bug in my car. God damn it! Now I have to torch it." Yeah, I know who that was. That was Mondo from Four Freedoms Pod. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I was like, get diametaceous earth. And he's like, I know that. I'm not going to burn my car down. I, I didn't think you were going to burn your car down. Just get diametaceous earth. I've used it. It's better. It's not good for cars. Okay. It's so. good for dogs. Mondo is probably not listening, but he's a curmudgeon, and he likes to just bitch. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I didn't really. I say that, and I love him, but that's him. I, I literally did not think you were going to burn your car to the ground. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't. You could probably go to jail if you did that. You know, um, <laughs> and you know, what was funny is I was over on Facebook, speaking of burning things down, um, <laughs> there was a, there was a guy that I know and said, is, you know, said to my band friends, is there anybody is in your experience what can be done when a promoter, when a, a concert promoter gives you a guarantee and doesn't, doesn't end up paying you. And I was going to just put arson as a comment. 
<laughs> I, 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 my better angels prevailed, and I did not put that down just because you know. And then, then I thought about just putting a snarky comment. And said, "Have you tried saying please?" So, <laughs> but anyway, you know what happens if you don't get paid from a um, a, a promoter and you don't have a contract with that promoter, you don't get paid. That's what happens. And sometimes things burn. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you have a... Some a, a, say. Some say. Some say. But, yes, we're not... No blitz. No, no, no blitz. No, no, we're not going to let that happen. So, uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the show. We have a lot of fun uh, for everybody tonight on the program. Uh, of course, uh, P.S. Mueller will be returning to us tonight. And also, uh, for the 60th anniversary of Sputnik... Um, oh... We're going to have our good friend Theo on uh, for an extended reverse call-in. Basically, we'll get him on reverse call-in and then keep him for the rest of the hour and talk about Sputnik uh, at the top uh, of uh, hour three. It'll be a lot of fun. We have some good uh, audio from back in the day and everything. And uh, so, yeah, so basically what what began the space race and made, you know, basically, you know, what was the first man-made satellite orbiting the Earth now, you know, they just crash and burn into the atmosphere constantly now. Space junk, everybody. Now it's just space junk. But a I lot saw of... Sputnik, you know. Yeah? I was eight years old, yeah, and we, we got to look up and see that thing moving across the sky. Nice. It was really weird. Yeah. Did it? Did I it, was eight. Did it brainwash you into becoming a commie? It was sending something down that gave me headaches and made me see uh, palmetto bugs. No, palmetto okay. bucks bugs <laughs> you too <laughs> settled down i took oh. care of that bug Stop sorry it. i know i don't know if francie's there but that bug did not have the same treatment as jiminy that was bug he, is gone was he scowling oh. at you it was crawling up the wall did you toss up was he giving you a side roll, at him was he giving you a side actually eye? actually i didn't quite toss a paper towel roll. <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> <laughs> not quite do that. I did take a paper towel and grab it and squish it. Mm. Yeah, we, we which I'm pretty a, sure was, yeah. that's what a lot of people in Puerto Rico do, are doing right now with palmetto bugs. I We're also that. praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Shut up, it's not funny. Let me ask, can I ask you guys this? Because when I when I first saw that and heard it, I thought that he was, I really did, because maybe I'm naive. I thought that he was actually really trying to be Puerto Rico. You know, mm -hmm. y tu mama también. Like, I really thought he was trying to, to sound a little bit Spanish, Espanol. And he um, ended up sounding... Uh Stupido. But yeah, here's the thing. When when Bob saw it and and Livin is out there too. Livin, when I posted it on the blog, they both thought he was mocking. They, oh, they both really thought that he was mocking. What did you guys think? That's well, what I thought. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know, um, what did I think? <laughs> I, 
what did I feel or what did I think? Because I felt instantaneous rage um, because well, I, I, I thought so he was being, uh, yeah, very, very snarky. And it's like, seriously, you're making fucking jokes about a humanitarian crisis. I'm going to keep my voice down tonight, everybody. Okay, so you <laughs> thought he was mocking them, too. Oh, yes. But in a different, okay. Yeah. I oh, thought he was I thought just it was being not. his basic <clears throat> asshole self. But. And remember, yeah. the crowd he was in front of were, I think, predominantly Cuban Americans. So a conservative group oh. of Latinos. You heard them say, I, we love you and all this stuff. This, that was a very select group he had there. Okay. Yeah. Because I think any Latino in this country that heard that thought it was so fucking condescending that you'd want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. That does not reflect the... Uh, the views of the turn up the night, by the way, Secret Service. Oh, well. Hmm. Well, all I know, I, this, I'm glad you guys clarified it because I, maybe I just gave him too much credit. Maybe I, I, I really, I thought maybe he's just being stupid. Stupid. Like, I, like yeah. in the same way, could you imagine mm-hmm. him trying to do Melania's accent? And I know we've had conversations about Melania's accent here on the show. I like her accent. I don't necessarily like her. I don't mind her accent. I I, I, I just think he only does one accent well, and that's Cracker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Well played, sir. We'll give you the... Uh, but if anybody gets a chance, if anybody gets a chance to watch the video, I've watched that a couple of times. I'm looking at Melania, and she's just kind of like, the fuck? Yeah. Well, they're smiling. They're laughing. I'll well, smile, too. She it, it, really it, it, was like... Yo, oh, yeah. Doing. Yeah, I, I. But but you know, I I would I would expect nothing less from an, a pig ignorant racist. And um, this is uh, something I want to talk about. We don't have uh, in, any audio for this necessarily because this is a huge, huge story. Um, a scoop that BuzzFeed um broke uh yesterday. I don't know if anybody's heard about this, but I'm gonna I'm not yes. gonna read from the actual BuzzFeed article. I'm I, I I have read through it. I still haven't had a chance to read the whole thing, but I'm gonna go back to where I learned about it, and that's over at Mediaite by Justin Bargona. I'm always going to Mediaite. It's just easier. Um, it's good source. Yeah, it is. And um, so so this is uh, it says here are the most insane details to emerge from BuzzFeed's Breitbart blockbuster. And uh, let me uh, clear my throat once again. And read you a little bit of this. Uh, so it says, uh, BuzzFeed has just come out with an absolute blockbuster uh, of a story that reveals how closely Breitbart worked with neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and alt-writers and incorporated their ideas into the site's content. The bombshell highlighted how former tech editor Milo Yippiapolis recruited the help of white nationalists to put together Breitbart's big March 2016 feature on the alt-right, an establishment conservative guide uh, an establishment conservatives guide to the alt right. Um, uh, now, this behemoth of a piece by Buzzfeed, BuzzFeed is a must read on its own due to how much it exposes Milo, ex White House chief uh, strategist Steve Bannon, and the site's association with white nationalism and the financing behind the news outlet. However, what we will helpfully do for you is highlight some of the craziest details in the report. Milo sings American the Beautiful to Nazi salutes. There's a video for this, folks. Uh, it says there's a previously unreleased video of Indianapolis uh, singing the patriotic song at a Dallas karaoke bar in April 2016. Okay, I want to put a correction in there for them. He's lip syncing to um, 
some kind of R&B singer's version of America the Beautiful. It's not him singing. So, yeah. <clears throat> and it says, and a well-known white supremacist, Richard Spencer, was there and other Milo admirers. And, yep, they raised their arms and gave Nazi salutes at this performance. However, Annapolis claimed he never saw the salutes. If he didn't see the salutes, he wasn't in the same room because this is a tiny little fucking bar. <laughs> it's not even a stage. There's a box fan sitting next to him on the floor. I mean, it, in the article, in the article, he I read this part because I haven't read the whole article either. Mm-hmm. It's dense. It's really dense. It, it but is. in the article, he said, I didn't see it because of my my myopia. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so well, yeah, his whole <laughs> his whole worldview is myopic. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, you're right. Here it says here he says he never he, he added that during the karaoke performance his severe myopia made it impossible for him to see the Hitler salutes a few feet away. What a dick bag! Mm. How do you miss like at least ten, fifteen, twenty white palms flashing at your face? Yeah, and it's you know uh, seriously white yeah, palms. He's used to that because people slap him all the time. <laughs> really, I mean, you're you, you, nobody's nobody's that nearsighted. I mean, if you're that nearsighted, no. how could you how could you see the you know the 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 microphone in front of your face? Really. So, um, um, Milo tried to take sole credit for the alt right guide. Yannapolis, uh writing partner Alan Bakari. Um, apparently did most of the actual work on the comprehensive guide. However, Milo wanted uh, all the credit, uh, of course. He wrote emails to Breitbart editor-in-chief Alex Marlowe asking if he could take all the glory while telling Bakari that management just wanted his name on the piece. Uh, and he's in, uh, I'm not going to read from the email. Bannon tears Milo a new one. Yannapolis was upset about a story that Breitbart London had published that claimed anti-Muslim activist Pamela Geller had been threatened by a London college student. Uh, Milo emailed Bannon complaining about the article, calling it horseshit, and recommending that uh, it be pulled because Geller herself said it was rubbish. He also told told Bannon in the email that they should uh, uh, win with the truth. Bannon was not happy. Um, There's emails to back that up. I'm not going to read those. Uh, uh, And then Bannon urged Milo to be more extreme in public and offered private security for the Mercers. I don't know. Um, After a live event in Chicago, uh, after a live event at a Chicago university featuring Milo ended with Black Lives Matters activists storming the stage, Yannapolis confided in Bannon that he was legitimately scared and thought he was going to get punched, stating he needed protection. Bannon told him he... uh, he agreed and that he'd use a private security team uh, on, of the site's investment partners, a billionaire Robert Mercer and his daughter Rebecca. Um, and he says, agree 100% Bannon wrote, we want you to stir up more, Milo, uh, for your eyes only. We're going to use the Mercer's private security company. Um, and uh, copying on the emails, Dan Florette, Bannon's co-producer at Glittering Steel and the, the man uh, who acted for months as the go-between Yannapolis and the Mercers. Uh, Milo had to be told not to uh, host avowed racists on his podcast. Um, Milo blatantly used racist passwords. Milo claimed Donald uh, Donald Trump parroted his rhetoric via Bannon. You know, I mean, it, it, so so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to it. But those are just some of the some of the things going on. I mean, so and and I, I want to say anybody who is surprised by this report wasn't paying attention. 
well, because yeah. they, this, you know, this they tell you who BuzzFeed, they are. This report from BuzzFeed, a lot of it has focused a lot on Milo. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line, the bottom line is that the Mercer family and Steve Bannon, they are fellow cucks. Yeah. They are right there in bed with each other, and they are the ones that are promoting and not just promoting, but they're they're throwing their money at the American Nazi movement. Can we just call it the American Nazi movement now? Yes, I'm fine with that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not just white nationalism. It's not just alt right. It's it's American Nazism. Like it's 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 a Nazi hybrid. It's right well, here in America. Well, Yiannopoulos uh, solicited advice from Andrew uh, Arenheimer uh, from Daily Stormer. Right. Stormfront doesn't doesn't min- mince any words. Mm-hmm. You know. This is a dangerous thing. It is. It it really it really is quite dangerous because there's a lot of people out there, and I think because of the fake news. And I, I'm using quotes, and I don't want to use quotes, but because of fake news, what's happening is is that there's a lot of people out there who, the flip side of it, don't want to believe that there really is a growing white nationalist movement here in this nation. And they don't want to believe it because, you know, they kind of think it's fake news. Yeah, well, and, and they don't they don't want to admit that they're part of it. And by proxy, they exactly. are. Exactly. You know, the entire Trump cult. You're in bed with Nazis. Yeah, you might want to say, oh, but Hillary Clinton kissed Robert Byrd. Here's the difference between the Trump cult and Robert Byrd. Robert Byrd apologized several times for associating with racists. You fuckers deny that you're in the same bed with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? What, what, and what, what they're missing is that this is all manipulation by Wall Street. To control the masses, you know, the white masses who think that, and they're using their uh, their paranoia about losing their majority status mm-hmm. to control the voters, and they're using and they're doing this through Bannon. Do they see what's going on here? The Mercers, the biggest hedge fund people, living in the Hamptons, right? Mm-hmm. Funding. A white nationalist movement. The Mercers which, haven't denied it either, which, by the way. Right, which on its face, which on its face is contradictory because they have nothing to gain. Money, green, money is green. It isn't black. It isn't white. It isn't yellow. It's green, and they have nothing to gain or lose by a white nationalist movement. All they're doing is manipulating voters because they know the white nationalists are all in the right places for swing states. Well, unless they really do believe in the white nationalist movement, I, I don't so. think they believe it. I don't think the Mercers believe in anything but but money, and neither yeah. does Bannon. Bannon is a very clever manipulator of voters, and that's what he's trying. He's doing here. He's 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 manipulating voters because the white nationalists are all in the right places they need to keep control, and that's in the South, and in some of the some of the northern states that are that are sparsely uh, uh, populated. Oh yeah, this is this is very clever. Well, I mean, that's I'll why say he is it, so dangerous. Yeah, I'll say it right now in Ohio. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Ohio, you know, the, is full of racists. Oh, it's yeah. it is filling. I mean, it if it wasn't for our major population centers, 
um, this, you know, if it wasn't for Cleveland, Columbus, uh, Toledo to a lesser degree, and, you know, maybe Mahoney County to a lesser degree, you know, the Youngstown area, um, you know, if, if it wasn't for, you know, I mean, no Democrats would ever win here. None whatsoever. Huh. Because I, I mean, it's fair to say about any state that's got major cities. I don't state. think I don't think like Massachusetts. You could say that uh, about Massachusetts. Um, Pennsylvania, you could say yes. Say that about New York. Pennsylvania, yes. You say uh, it about California. <laughs> James Carville said it right. You got Philly. You got Pittsburgh, yeah. and in between, you got Alabama, and you, you Kenny, Southern Ohio, Cincinnati. I mean, that's horrible. There's a reason it's called Cincinnati. <laughs> You're telling me. And I and we've also heard of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's right. But, but you, I I want to stand I want to stand very very strongly by the fact that I think that it, it, metropolitan areas if we didn't have them we'd be in a real world of hurt in this country. Oh yeah. Well, but on the other hand, it's one of the reasons we are in a world of hurt because our 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 liberal bases are in those concentrated centers and elect the elect the way the electoral college went. Like well, that's the last gerrymandering. Jerry, between gerrymandering and the electoral process that we have, uh, you know, for the presidency, we're concentrated in centers that really don't count because they're giveaways. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. We'll see what happens here in Virginia. Yeah. In a couple of weeks. Well, I hope Definitely. you're right. I, I hope. I. I, I and because, I hope the Supreme Court, when it hears this gerrymandering, I mean, I hope you, I hope you hear my bigger, the bigger. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but if it wasn't for cities like New York and the metropolitan area around it, New York would be as red as Kentucky. Well, sure, it's it's the same as Pennsylvania. If it wasn't for Philadelphia, right? Pennsylvania would be red, red, red. Yeah. Well, right. On that note. We need to get going to break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to get into some audio because there's some, there's so many lies to debunk um, about Trump. We need to get busy. So, (laughs) and thankfully, the media is on fire of late in a good way because uh, you know I I, I just yeah I'm not even going to say it right now, but I'm so I'm calm. I'm calm now. <laughs> not going to do that. Hey, Joe, is this, are we experiencing Ken's calm before the story? I, I think so, but oh, the, big yeah. guy's test, yeah. the big guy is testing him. You're testing, You're me, testing big guy. me, big guy. <laughs> uh, you sons of... I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> All right, we're, let's let's go ahead and uh, run to the break, and when we get back, uh, I'll try not to go pickle spicer on all y'all. <laughs> what do you think, pickle spicer? That's not bad, right? So, no, anyway. I like it. All right, let's go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night with Kenny Pickle Spicer right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It really makes you feel good. Says who? Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly.
I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've worth it's showtime. Welcome back to the most listened to podcast ever, period. Turn Up the Night with Kenny. Pickle Spicer. So, <laughs> oh. period. You know, at least that's what those were yesterday's numbers. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. You're testing me, big guy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I also hear uh, you'll be testing everybody's uh, funny bone this Sunday with the best of the clown car while Tim is still uh, on vacation. Yes, this is our second in a row, but he'll be back next Sunday. Sunday, 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 live. Yes, but but he just won't be there last year. Last year, and of course, rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Palmetto State. No. Okay. <laughs> the Palmetto Bucks. 
<laughs> uh, that sounds like a sports team. It does. <laughs> can't believe that. Palmetto oh, Bucks. In Virginia. Yeah. What's in your Virginia. what's your what's your mascot? In Virginia? No, the Palmetto Bucks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a Palmetto bug with antlers. <laughs> okay. That's good. You you, you had that That's good. It's a close it's a close cousin to the jackalope. There you he go. He could go around. They could get a, a, a somebody dressed in a palmetto bug uh, outfit going around annoying people in the crowd. He could. He could. And and they and actually they could have a whole sketch where he climbs into a car and then they set the car on fire. So. <laughs> <laughs> or or rain comes out and steps on him. True. No, or Donald or squeezes squeezes him in a paper yeah, towel. <laughs> or Donald Trump throws a throws a roll of paper towels at him. So uh all right. Let's get back to this cuz uh, uh sh- there there was something we mentioned on Tuesday about uh Puerto Rico. Uh I'm not going to be an Wait, ignorant bastard. Did you pronounce it right? Um we're also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. I had to end it. Um uh you know, when he said that he sounds like he has COPD. Uh, Forget it, Donnie, you're out of your element. Donnie, you're out of your element. So uh, he mentioned... Yeah, he mentioned um, uh, the fake news about uh, a trucker's strike that was going on, uh, allegedly going on in Puerto Rico. Um, That never happened. Uh, Although Fox News decided to report on it, even though it was fake news. And I wonder how they felt when their colleague, Shepard Smith, decided to be honest about it and reported this. The president mentioned the truckers. The biggest problem on the island is distribution of supplies, we're told. Getting needed goods to people outside San Juan has been extremely challenging. According to our reporters on the ground, Many of those who would move the supplies have lost their homes and vehicles in the storm. Some of the truckers can't be reached because there's no communication working in so many areas still. Reports that a union trucker's strike added to the problems are not true. They are, in fact, fake news, spread largely, it appears, by a website called Conservative Treehouse and then over Twitter and Facebook. Again, there is no trucker's strike. That's fake news. The truckers in Puerto Rico are victims, too. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you, Shepard Smith. Amen. Amen. I mean, oh. Well, you know how conveniently he he never left San Juan. Yeah. When he was, when he's there. And all the truckers are sort of like stuck where there's, the roads are, covered in mud and they can't get to the trucks covered in mud washed out with down power lines all over the place god knows if they had enough fuel to get to the nearest gas station and exactly could they keep their truck running long enough to stay sit in line for hours you know i mean they have family members who are affected that they have to take care of first and foremost they probably do Mm -hmm. you know i mean there are uh, there are immediate crises in the wake of a large-scale disaster. There are immediate individual crises, and for him to try and make this, 
blanket attack, which basically it was an attack on labor and unions is what it was, a fake news attack on labor and unions. Mm. And um, and in that, you know, that fits right in the wheelhouse of these freaks. Like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Yep, that's why we, we got to blame our failures on these these uh, horrible unionized truck drivers. I, I don't want to say Teamsters because I don't know if they're if if they're part of the Teamsters union down there or not. I'm not sure how that works. Actually, the Teamsters went down there to help. Good, yeah, they did. Good, and that's yeah, that's what unions do. You know, I mean, there's a lot, there's been a lot of really good, good things that have come out of this. I, you know, I, I just had a little conversation with one of my coworkers the other day and she was like, and I started rolling my eyes when she started talking about it. She's like, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is watching the real housewives and they're like, Oh my God. But she's like, well, one of the women from the real housewives, I think of Beverly Hills. I don't know if it's one of the other ones or not. She said she took her private jet filled with supplies and has flown down to Puerto Rico at least two times. And just donated stuff herself. Good. You know, and it's like, I, I cannot stand reality TV. I will still never watch her show. But hey, you're doing the right thing as a wealthy um, individual. Um, you're, you're putting your money where your mouth is. You know, there's a lot of people well, out there who would talk, it, but, you know, yeah. and say they care. But really, where's Trump's personal check? I mean, did he even give the donation to Texas? Did he give the million dollar check to, to Texas? Where's God. Trump's personal goddamn plane? Sure. Why isn't the whole you fleet know, of Trump uh, Trump Inc. Uh, jets uh, taken in supplies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there well. is the Trump plane. That plane exists. It's still there. Where sure. are the Trump kids? Why are all they... those? How about those Trump steaks and the Trump bottled water? Yeah, I don't think uh, that would have been. Rico. Uh, we want him to get better, Joe. We don't want him to, to you know, and get the sharks. So. I mean, we Sorry. talked about it. We talked about it. I mean, there's there's the, the singer um, Pitbull. Yeah. Pitbull sent his private jet down there to get people out of Puerto Rico. See how I said that? Puerto Rico. See? See, I can do it, but I know how to roll my R's. Puerto Rico. To, to st- get people back to the states, the mainland, so they could get their cancer treatment. Mark Cuban sent uh, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks team plane with its players down there. Yeah. These are but good stories. Meanwhile. These are stories that shouldn't have to happen. Yeah. And meanwhile, the filthy fake media, which is uh, Fox News and all those shitty little conservative treehouse or whatever those fucking horrible websites are and in you know in even you know the the bright barts in the gateway pundits and the info wars and the stormfront you know all these places just belching forth their filthy lies to prop up this bastard racist in the white house and in in attacks people who were victims of the hurricane fuck off there is a special I, I you know again there are days that i wish there was a hell and that there are there's a special place for these bastards in it but um so what's really hilarious is is uh you know trump spreads that fake news and then whines about, and we talked about this, I think we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday, Rex Tillerson called Trump a fucking moron 
behind his back when he was meeting with uh, I don't know he because Trump said something to the effect of uh, he he wanted to compare uh, putting more troops in Afghanistan into like flipping a house or something or, or no no re- no redoing a condo I I I just heard it real quick. Well, he was but. talking about the twenty the twenty one what is it the twenty one club in New York. The- so they were talking about what to do with mm-hmm. Afghanistan. He said that the tw- I think it's the Twenty One Club in New York, which Trump You're right. loves. You're right. It was like so they were having problems with the Twenty One Club, and it turns out all they needed to do was put in a new kitchen. Well, he said they should have talked to the waiters and the the waitstaff yes. Yes. to find out what to fix in the Twenty One Club because they were having some some problems, and they said, well, th- they fixed it because they talked to the waitstaff. Well, and he that that was his his analogy to talking to the troops on the ground in Afghanistan to find yeah, out what to do. I would have called him a fucking moron too. Yeah. So I mean, sure, talk Trump to the. He wasn't even there when know, this happened, by the way. Yeah. It, no, he wasn't. This was totally behind his back, you know. And and so uh, uh, you know, this was reported. On, well, Stephanie Rule on MSNBC was the one who essentially broke this story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, because she had the real quote. <laughs> yeah, she she had the real quote, and uh, well, we, and we're gonna actually hear from her later, but it kind of segues into something else. But before we do that, I want to I want to get into Trump's reaction to this Tiller story, um, and because uh, he went on to Twitter and he decided, oh, okay, well now you know we need Congress to investigate fake news. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's start with all your favorite websites and Fox and Friends, okay? And then if that doesn't go well for them, tell us what you think. But anyway, uh, this is uh, Jake Tapper uh, talking about it with, uh, uh, you know, again, strange bedfellows in these times. I find myself agreeing with SE Cup a lot more than I used to. But uh, SE Cup and uh, who else? Uh, There was a Democratic strategist, Michael Feldman, was there. Uh, with him too, but this is the, this is part one of Jake Tapper talking about Trump's little shit fit on Twitter. Trump tweeted, "Why isn't the Senate Intelligence Committee looking into the fake news networks in our country? I don't know why that's um, oh, our country as opposed to Russia, I suppose, and our country ah. to see why so much of our news is just made up, fake." Uh, and here is Sarah Sanders' response uh, to that tweet. Uh, with the First Amendment, uh, with those freedoms also come responsibilities. And you have a responsibility to tell the truth, to be accurate. That is true. Yep. We do have a responsibility to tell the truth and be accurate. Does President Trump have that same responsibility? Mm. Uh, apparently not. Um, the president feels as though he is in the position, the unique position, of verifying news. Um, we saw it when it when it came to that Rex Tillerson quote. He said, well, I didn't verify it, so it didn't happen. Well, he also wasn't in the room. He said it behind your back. Right. And we had multiple sources confirming it. That's the way journalism and And confirming that he knew works. about it. And confirming that right. President Trump knew about it. Right, but this is a much bigger problem, as we know. President Trump has been trying to undermine the stability and the trust of, of the free press. And, and he's done that not just in the press, but in a lot of institutions. And it's a tactic to make the American public, American citizenry, uh, paranoid, afraid, uh, distrusting. That way he can be the voice and only he can be the voice that most people trust. So it's deeply, deeply disturbing and dangerous when he says uh, things like this because people believe him. Yeah. 
Oh my God! Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, th- this th- is something we can't. We. This is something I'm. I'm so glad that she said this, and and. You know, we do this show twice a week. Joe, you do you do. The clown car. You know, you you do your show with Tim, but this is something that is so important, because I think that a lot of us, a lot of us, are currently in the middle of normal normalizing. Or just accepting. And when I say accepting, I don't mean accepting like, yeah, it's good, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I mean accepting like, this is the way it is. What that woman said is so important. This president is so deeply abnormal and so undemocratic. We need to remind ourselves of it every single day. Yeah. That he is taking our free press, whether you like what they report or don't. He is taking our free press and turning the American populace against it. Yeah. This is he, so the, incredibly dangerous. The, the, the entire Trump cult is perverting truth, and they, they, and they truly believe lying is a virtue. And, I mean, and let's just, let's just go back to the one thing that I have never gotten a straight answer from, and I've never heard any other journalist get a straight answer from anybody who is a Trump supporter. Just this one story that is so demonstrably false, and that's the accusation against Rafael Cruz in, in, in him being yep. involved with Lee Harvey Oswald in the assassination of JFK. Just that one simple instance. I have never, ever, ever heard a single Trump supporter say he was wrong. He shouldn't have said that. It was fake. It was a lie. Nobody's ever said that. You know, they'll say, oh, look, I don't, dis- I don't agree with everything Mr. Trump says. But right. he has the First Amendment right. That's what they'll say, you know. I mean, and they'll never address that, you know. So, so when they were so willing to gloss over and ignore that one thing, arguably about one of their own, and, well, he is one of their own, uh, Masturbate Ted Cruz, um, by the way, you got to think Ted Cruz is real happy with all the shit that's gone on in the country since he got caught jerking off on Twitter. Um, he has been kind of quiet, huh? He has been. So um, <laughs> just... he's been uh, putting a pillow over his face while he does it. Um, so, <laughs> or maybe Heidi is. Or, yeah, maybe, maybe she's, maybe she's, she's put him in the doghouse. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, just that one thing. You know, I mean, Cruz came out and Mike Lee came out and they 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 eviscerated Trump over that. But that was who, it. Who fell in line shortly thereafter and started, mm-hmm. you know, sucking on fat Donnie's big toe. You know, I'm sorry. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's probably even worse. It's probably even worse. He than doesn't saying have a big else. toe. So, Ooh, yeah. Really? He doesn't have a big toe. He's got a little Just, stinky. He's got a little stinky pinky toe. Yeah, five he does. Little, five little his his big toe is his pinky toe. <laughs> God damn it, that's but funny. I want to make I want to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just the Trump cultists because they're never. I mean, I, I think we can all agree they're never going to come around. My concern is people who are just tired 
who don't do what we do, who aren't in this wheelhouse every day. Yeah. There are people out there who know that this is wrong and they're just they're just tired of it. And so they, they turn it they turn it off. They stop listening. And that's my concern. That really is a big concern to me. Well, that's what because- I see all the time when, when I see people who are, you know, uh, doctors, lawyers, businessmen, you know, other politicians, military people, you know, when they show up to those photo ops with Trump, I look at those people yeah. and I'm like, I wouldn't fucking be caught dead there. What are you doing? You know, uh, can you not marginalize this man for for the horrendous things he's done? Or is your personal stake in life so much more important than the rest of the, the country? You're just willing to stand up there and, you know, let your eyes glaze over. Well, you know, you know that the man's a racist. It's the Moonves principle. Oh, God. It may be bad God. for the country, but it's good for CBS. Yeah, true. But it's not good for regular Americans. Well, that's what he said. It, it may not be good for the country, but it's yeah. good for CBS. All right. Well, let's I let's mean, play the 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 next clip because I think that you're going to hear a, a lot of familiar sentiment of what you're saying here with Michael Feldman, Rain. Um, again, Michael Feldman's a Democratic strategist. So so listen listen to this. There's a. Um, this is some, I think this is some pretty awesome audio. After the Trump presidency, whether that's in 2021 or 2026, is this going to be how politicians behave? Is there a new standard being set here? Well, I hope not. I, look, I would say that the device Meals of attacking brother. the media as an institution, that's old. Yeah. it's old, it's not new, and it will keep going on. Um, and, I, and I understand the utility of it. The problem, there's two problems with it. One is right now we have a real fake news problem, okay? This country and our democracy is under threat right now from countries that are, you know, hostile to us, who are seeding uh, unrest and discontent in our electoral process. We don't know the extent of that yet, but we're investigating it. Coming out and blurring the lines like this about what's real and not real at a time like that is very dangerous when it should be in President Trump's interest as much as it is in my interest and SE's interest and your interest to make sure that we actually know what's real and what's not. The second thing is, Sarah's response uh, in, in you know, having us, uh, the small violins playing for the coverage that this administration has been getting or not getting about their tremendous achievements, and again, I have trouble pointing to those achievements, but let's say it's for the sake of the argument that she's right, it's their own doing. Antagonizing the media, the war with the media, the constant process uh, arguments that are going on are the reason why their coverage in, they, in their view is so out of balance. You know, uh, taking a step back a little bit from that war, which again is useful in some circumstances, might serve them well. Yeah. So... Uh, it might serve them well, but I don't yeah. want them to do that. <laughs> no, no, I understand. And, and he's, he's strictly speaking as a strategist, uh, you know, right. and what, what right. where their heads are. You know, where the Trump administration or Trump cult uh, where their heads are. But doesn't this go to to the very idea when you hear people saying they can't get anything done, they can't get anything done, and I, I see the White House trying to blame Congress, and, and I know this is a whole conversation that we could have, but in the end, the White House trying to blame Congress for not getting things done, mm-hmm. it really is their own fault because of who's in charge, who their boss is. Yeah. The only thing they do when when she comes out and gives her her press briefings, 
90% of that is trying to blame everybody else. Everybody else. I mean, the other day she actually said, and you played the clip, she actually said, you know, you have responsibility to tell the truth. And yeah. when I heard that, I was like, okay, wait a minute, honey. Well, you need I'm, to sit down. I think you need yeah, you know, she needs to have that responsibility too. Yeah, and I I really think that um, the the uh, the collective media should probably be breathing a sigh of relief uh, right now that Trump hasn't brought back up the idea of opening up libel laws. Remember that? Yeah. Well, well I think I think that was a clue that he was trying to give when he asked why isn't the Senate investigating them? That's going to come back. I think you're right, but I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna come back to him. He's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna do that again. Well, it's Sorry, not gonna Joe. work. It's not gonna work. No. But that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. All she was saying was, "You have to be nice to him. You have to treat the president nice." Mm-hmm. That's your re- your responsibility, is to pass on the propaganda that I give up here at the podium. Yeah. Ministry of it. Information. That's right. You come yeah. here. I give you the propaganda. You disseminate it. Yeah. So, Which is uh, what Spicer did, but he did it badly, so he's out of a job. Period. He's doing fantastic. Yeah. Uh, now he's, bar- he's he's screaming at uh, a, a one newspaper for not covering another newspaper's exclusive. <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the woman who she goes to a restaurant and she says, I'd like my steak medium rare. And the steak comes out and she says, um, this is not medium rare. It's rare can i please see your manager and then she just goes on to bitch about everything and gets a free meal that's her that's her she is that person (laughs) well let's go ahead and listen to this last clip because we got to get uh running a break here soon for mr p.s mueller but here's the last one um you know where does this all end up where does this war with the media and the fake news thing end? Does it just end when President Trump is no longer president? Or at some point, does he just knock it off? Because they're, they're just the demonstrable facts that, that we report he, and that he is at odds with. At some point, well, already most of the American people understands what's going on, but at some point, even more will. Well, uh, the optimist in me wants to believe that this will make reporters better, we'll do our jobs better, and we'll, we'll grow from this and we'll come out, emerge uh, from this stronger and, and, and better as a, as a community. But when there's record distrust in the media and the president is preying on that and trying to take advantage of that, I know a lot of people believe him, people I would consider rational, people I would consider smart, intelligent, believe him and you hear them parroting what he says so i think it's a real it's a real problem that we in the press have to take very seriously uh yeah and she's absolutely right and you know i i have long disliked uh, a lot of the positions of essie cup and she's done some she's done some pretty nasty stuff in the background but she realizes what kind of threat trump poses to just, it, it, I mean, just basic decency and morality in the press. Yeah, basic decency and morality in the press. Not saying she's been a beacon of, you know, a, exemplary journalism or anything like that, but she values debate. She values dissent. 
and uh, and she sees that that is trying to be demonized and you know and and even more so potentially taken away. See, this is something I I can't disagree with her, but like I said, it, I think she finds it threatening to her livelihood. And and this is where you know, whenever I hear somebody who's from the conservative mindset, suddenly they find themselves threatened, and. Um, this is where I get, I do, I do go back to getting angry. I do yeah. get, but I really do. Um, people on the left were screaming from the tops of our lungs about this guy during the campaign. Mm-hmm. And, and people like S.E. Cop didn't listen. She didn't listen. Now, I'm glad that, you know, once again, like the country singer we talked about last week, I'm glad she's finally coming on board. But once again, it's one of those situations where... Now it affects you personally. So now suddenly you're understanding where we are on the left because, and I could be speaking maybe too much about people on the left, but it's my general feeling that we kind of embrace each other, even if we don't have the similar life experiences. We're more of, if it's good for the commons, it's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's, yeah. It, it, we're right at the top, so we do have to run to the break. But, uh, uh, and, but hey, P.S. Mueller's coming up, everybody. That's exciting, right? Francie says it's time for kicks. And by the way, Scooter, be safe. I see that golf ball size hail. Jesus. Uh, he's posting pictures in the chat room right now of some massive hail that's, uh, hitting his neck of the woods. So, um, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, run to the break. When we come back, we'll get Mr. P.S. Mueller on and, uh, have, have, uh, some kicks, as I said. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now... On with the show. Yesterday. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, t- some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me on the program, as always... Rain from Four Freedoms blog in uh, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Hello. Speaking of Washington, D.C., a certain feminist group called Ultraviolet has been playing, has been playing, um, they they put up a big screen in front of the White House next to the Washington Monument today. 
Yeah. And they're just replaying a loop of Donald Trump's pussy tape. Oh, wow. That's... From 9 to 9 tonight. That's huge. Just replaying it. Because today is the... Today is the one-year anniversary of that. That's right. When those tapes were revealed. That's right. Uh, oh, so there you go. Ultraviolet gets uh, gets an amen from us right now. Very amen. good. Yes. Very nice. Amen. And of course, Mr. Joe okay, Santos. I said the keyword, but oh, that's okay. It's fine. It. You're allowed to say it. Uh, and of course, Joseph Santos, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. And we are pimento bug free. Uh, you don't have pimento bugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that where pimentos come from? Oh my god. I think so. It's terrible. Pimento so. bugs. I think so. Pimento bucks. Bucks. Oh, pimento bucks. Oh my god. That's bucks. Even, pimento even worse. bucks. Yes. Wow. Way better. I'm sure Mueller's yeah, well. probably like, what the hell? <laughs> I think about pimentos more than I should. Well, and that's why we made you a jingle. Who the hell is that? I'm cartoonist and agent provocateur, P.S. Mueller. I thought I heard a stranger. To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit, my friend? The desire for escapism and kicks, which could affect the entire world. Well, naturally, we think it's wonderful. Excuse me, please. I know you. I know you. All right. How the hell are you tonight, Pete? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I did a lot of work this week. I'm a little tired, I'll admit that. But coffee shall eliminate that problem within, I say, five to ten minutes. Uh, five to ten minutes? Another problem. Because, oh. you see, coffee is my friend. That's good. That's good. So, yes. uh, you know who's also your friend? Joe Santorsa and also Rain. Uh I love those people. Yeah. Are they around? They are here. Hello. Yeah, we're hanging. We're hanging. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm all around. But we're we have all some, around. We have some important. You are omnipresent. We have some important my, pimento talk to get back to here. With my pimento box. She has yeah. pimento box with yeah. pimento I flavor. I did not realize pimentos were an animal byproduct, and now I'm rethinking my entire life. <laughs> Do you, do you know that pimentos <laughs> are actually the excrement of palmetto bugs? Oh, really? see. Oh, yes. I actually grow pimento peppers. Thanks, yeah, it's red stuff. Thanks, <laughs> Sorry. No idea what I'm Pete, doing. In case you didn't know, the top of the show, I had to sign off for a moment because I had a one and a half inch palmetto bug pulling up my wall. Brag about it, why don't you? Now, what is a palmetto bug kind of like a roach? But, okay, you see, we might have to have another discussion Uh-oh. about this. I've been told that they're not. Mm-hmm. And technically they're not because they live in trees, right, Michelle and Miles in South Florida? Well, mm. a lot of people live in trees, too. God damn yeah. it. I don't have roaches in my house. And we don't call them roaches. Palmetto bugs. Jesus. Um, Palmetto bug sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole thing. Yeah. You don't want to say I have a roach. Well, it was. It really was. I mean, I've seen roach. This was a palmetto bug. Okay. Trust me on this one. Okay. What's and the I difference? Think, I think it crawled in through the basement window because we have a big ass oak tree where I know when I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, they loved to live in those trees and they would fall out. 
I really need Michelle and Miles. That's to a roach. On this. It's not a roach. God. Well, they're kind of roach, aren't they? And we need yeah. to reclassify roaches. Dear um, God. A palmetto bug is something that they call palmetto when they don't want to admit it's a roach. And when it goes you know mad, what? right it's now palmento. I have a very little love for all of you. <laughs> all right, well here we go. This is we're we're gonna play a game here on the show. We don't even have a jingle for oh, it. Look, there's a little larvae. How cute! We God. don't we don't we don't have a jingle for it. Nobody's allowed to Google this. All right. Don't do a Google okay. church. Don't do a Google church. Don't do a Google church. Um, but let's play What Do They Eat, everybody, right now. So the question is, and we'll go alphabetical with three of your answers tonight. So starting with Joe, mm-hmm. the question is, what do palmetto bugs eat? Pimentos. <clears throat> Rain. You. No, I'm sorry. Pete, what do palmetto bugs eat? Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> Rain, what do palmetto bugs eat? They eat larvae. They eat larvae on the trees. You know what? You're all winners because they eat everything. The palmetto bug is... The omnivore bug. Then. They, they, it says the palmetto bug is an omnivorous scavenger that eats just about anything. Food sources for palmetto, palmetto bugs in, include food crumbs and organic substances such as decaying leaves, wood, and plants. They even consume mold. <laughs> So they're just like Steve Bannon, is what they're saying. So (laughs) that's great. So I killed Steve Bannon in my basement. You killed my son. (laughs) They probably they probably eat every third Larry. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. There was our first official installment of what do they eat? What do they eat? Yeah, we need a a jingle. We need a jingle for that. And now it's time for What Do They Eat on Turn Out the Night. And just so you guys know, you all win a lifetime supply of turtle wax. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's palmetto bug wax. (laughs) Palmetto. Mm -hmm. You got to shine those plugs up. Thank you in the chat room, Michelle. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and Francie says, do you want a Walnetto? What? <laughs> I don't want a Pimento anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or a Honey Nut Cheerio. Oh. So With Pimento stuffed in the middle. Yeah. And re- Rain yeah. Re- really really put me off to eating larva again, too. Yuck. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I think I ate my last larva now. Uh, <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. That's no, no larva. That's my lunch. There uh, are accidental <laughs> things that happen with your mouth in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also hear there could also be accidental things that happen with your uh, your bladder in life as well. Or intentional mm-hmm. things in Russia. Well, especially well. if you miss the fact that you've got a palmetto bug in your... Anyway. This, the... Anyway. Yeah. So this is this comes to us from uh, CNN's Evan Perez, pertaining to the Steele dossier, which includes the PP tape. 
Um, and uh, listen to uh, the, uh, 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 the, the good news here, folks. Investigators working with special counsel Robert Mueller met this past summer with Christopher Steele. Uh, Steele, as you remember, is a former MI6 officer who put together that uh, what people call the dossier, really a, a series of memos detailing alleged Russian efforts to aid Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Now, Steele was hired by a Washington firm, uh, paid first by an anti-Trump Republican, uh, and then by Democrats. The special counsel is is now working to determine whether any of the series of contacts between Trump campaign associates and suspected Russian operatives broke U.S. law. Now, we don't know what information Steele may have provided to Mueller's team, but we know that Steele has previously provided the FBI some information to try to verify uh, some of the sources that he used to put together the, the memos in the dossier. Uh, while most of the salacious uh, allegations in the dossier haven't been verified, it's broad assertion that Russia waged a campaign to interfere in the election is now accepted by the U.S. intelligence community. Oh, no! It's now accepted as fact by the U.S. intelligence com uh, community. Isn't that something, folks? Oh. All that fake news. They, the more <laughs> I love it because the, you know they scream fake news for months, and then it's like, okay, now that's now part of our investigation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm in a much better uh, mood yeah. today. I'm in a much Rain better Man, mood today. Rain, Rain Man, uh, yes, is all I, upset. Yes, and and so that that leads us to something, a project that uh, Joe and I came up with in a, a late night silly chat fest on Facebook. <laughs> is that I said, well, this news now, you know, about the um, um, I, sh I should just, I should just open the email and read our entire transaction. <laughs> That, this is that, what I woke up to everybody. I know. I, I made a uh, comment about that last night. I was like, it. Rain's going to wake up and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Actually, I was so, like, yeah, I went to bed too early. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> or we, we went to bed too late. We had a great a great case of the sillies last night. So this is basically the, the uh, creative process is going to, uh, we're going to unleash this on you right now. I'm go We're, we're going to pull, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times you uh um you know there are leaked documents and videos yeah and you know and we're, i'm gonna leak i'm gonna leak the pee -pee the pp pee -pee, the pee -pee leaks that we had last night no. um mm. so <laughs> uh but yeah so this is uh, this is an email that i sent to joe and rain last night um <laughs> of our the transcript of Joe, mostly complete transcript of Joe's uh, conversation <laughs> with me. Uh, Joe, if you open yours, you could read your parts, and I could read mine if you want. My God, if you want to open, this means you're going to play you and you. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, so my yeah. mine are highlighted in orange, and yours are right. in gray. So I don't know okay. if yeah, I have to find. I have wait. Hold on, I have a whole bunch of. Just do a search in your in your inbox for PP. Google Church. Just do a just Let me do, do a, a Ken. Do a search in your I'm inbox going. for PP, and, and that should come up. So I did so, yeah. a Google Church. That didn't work. Yeah. Oh, here it is. There okay, you go. You guys so got you, it? Because so, I have a few songs too, Dave. Well, yes, and, and we'll 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 do some workshopping on the program tonight. And, uh, you know, because so basically we have an idea for a, a commercial, for a script for a commercial. And uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, okay. So you, you got uh, it. I think I have the first, uh, one, first one in there. I'm, I'm going through last night's uh, oh. nonsense here. 
Now, <laughs> I could I could forward it to you again if you want me to do that. It's up okay. To you. I do that because so. I I'm having a hard time here. I, here's the thing: once you guys get up with your email thing, I yeah. don't understand why nobody last night even thought of the song when the levee breaks from Led Zeppelin. Oh, now see, that's a good one. Oh, that's see, a good one. well, okay. you were you were sleeping. That's why. Yeah. See, um, that's that's what the problem was, and you and came then, up with I a good. Know. I'm Good gonna one. go up while you're still looking up. What about Creedence Clearwater? Have you ever seen the rain? Oh, how clear oh. was that water? Did or were they? See, eating, they could have been eating oniony borscht beforehand. That water, that water was like white nationalist. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, and they and we, you know, rain. We forgot mellow yellow. They call him mellow yellow. That's true. Around, that's man. true. There you so, go. Okay, we got it. All right, so uh, so the first line in the transcript again. This is this is a uh, PP leaks right now on mm, uh, live okay. on Turnout Tonight. So uh, my first message after finding out about this uh, uh, dossier being confirmed, I, I sent Joe and Rain the message. Hopefully, Dodard's PP tapes are set for Blu-ray release in time for Christmas. To which I said, it will be a boxed set, and I put OMFG. With Trump doing an audio commentary, I think we need to make a commercial. To which I said, we can do it. We we can do it this Christmas. Don't piss away your money on unwanted gifts. Give your loved ones the gift that will flow with warmth all year long. Each disc is dripping with pure enjoyment and puddles elapse. A golden shower of bonus features. Order now, and we will include a free rubber sheet. Absolutely free. And I then I said, uh, LOL, we need a title. Trumpsky Gone Wild, P.P. Donald's Big Adventure. Mm. Or, and as a special bonus, 10 free catheters. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had your titles that you uh, you floated. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I had an island, an island in the stream. But that's for, if you had a... If you had a well, if you had a kidney stone. Sure, sure. Uh, or um, a pisswork orange. <laughs> okay. I like that. Or Ra- Rain Man. <laughs> Rain Man 2. T-O-O. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I put, wow, I'll start cobbling together a script. Maybe we can get it done in time for Tim's show. And, oh, but then you said he was off. And then I said, we should, we should write some one-liner reviews for people who have already seen the tape. I loved it. There wasn't a dry seat in the house. A shower of fun and excitement. In my house, it was number one. It was a number one hit. <laughs> <laughs> and I put, I can't wait for the sequel. Number two. And I put, ha, sharts. Then I said, shart NATO. <laughs> and I said, recorded at the famous Moscow Bowl. There you go, everybody. That's what Joe and I did last oh. night. <laughs> so, this is what I woke up to. This yeah. is what we do when we can't sleep. Yeah. You, know, you guys and should track him down. Guys, what did I say to you guys? Woke up and I say, I said, Seems like you guys were full of piss and vinegar last night. Yeah, I right. said it's another title. <laughs> See, <laughs> where were you? So, uh, uh, sorry, Pete. What were you going to say? You guys should track down David Letterman and force this on him. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Yeah. See, and then has it? He lives in an oak tree somewhere now. Um, yeah. Yeah. He moved in with a family of squirrels. 
Right. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're cool Our squirrels, though. Moved in his beard. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah, he just climbed well, up there. Squirrels so they, moved in with uh, David, yes. There was a leaf shortage, so he just climbed in the tree and let him wiggle in his beard. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, that was that was that. But anyway, we we man, I, we're, we're not going to be able to get to all the audio. <laughs> but uh, I, I think no, we should. No, because we had to spend fifteen minutes talking about pee. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. So, but it, it was funny. It's funny. It so, was funny, actually. It was. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. This is this is what we're. Uh, uh, go ahead, Pete. What were you going to say? Of the two eliminations, I prefer the first. Uh, oh yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants nobody wants a Cleveland steamer. No, you can't no. gargle with that. Oh, well, that depends. Oh, yeah. oh, well. see, I didn't even mean oh, to say see. that. <laughs> that was that was, that was uh, uh, I didn't even. I wasn't makes for a yeah. uh, a slow gargle. You know, yeah. and, and, you know. Let's face it, you you don't want to do that. Yeah. No. Right. No. Okay, I'm like not even going to mention the viral video from a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, or should we call the video Two Girls, One Trump? There was a viral, <laughs> viral video. Was it a urinary infection? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it was a urinary infraction. Actually. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm getting sucked into this. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Maybe this is just the calm before the peace storm everybody uh so trump was doing uh, a military photo op the other day and uh, i have a, cl- a quick clip i want to play and then we'll get some reaction from chris hayes and stephanie rule on this but uh yeah so this is what he said and uh, do, rain do you know exactly what this uh, little photo op was with certain members of the military they were all out of uniform he had he had a special dinner with military leaders at the White House. Okay. And so, in the photo op, huge line of people, this is what he decides to say. Do you guys know what this represents? Tell us, sir. I don't know, maybe it's the calm before the storm. What's the storm? Could be the calm, the calm before the storm. We have the world's great military people in this room, I will tell you that. And uh, we're going to have a great evening. Thank you all for coming. Thank you. What storm is the president? You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find out. What What was the last mm. thing he did this shit about? When, when he... The, <laughs> go ahead, Pete. The man is up to something. Oh, he most certainly is. But there were these, he did something else. He, he teased that he was going to be releasing some kind of damning information. Oh, what was it about? It was about um, the, the Obama tapping his wires, wasn't it? There was that. He's done that. You'll find out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, whatever he says. I can't keep track of it. Whenever he prefaces anything with believe me, it's a lie. Believe mm-hmm. me. Believe me. It's a tell. Yeah, I think the last time it was something about Korea. I think yeah. it, the last time he did this, you'll know. find out it was something about Korea. I'm Just still waiting. For, nothing. I'm still waiting for the news conference that uh, Melania is supposed to have about being uh, an illegal alien. No. <laughs> Remember that one? You're such a you're such an optimist. Yeah. She was going to have it with within two weeks. Two weeks, we'll be having that. Uh, oh yeah. 
Probably. Remember, she was undocumented, and uh, yeah. That'll she was happen supposed the, to the same day they release Trump's tax returns, and he apologizes for spearheading the birther movement. Um, Which he didn't. No, neither. Yeah, and won't. So uh, here's a little reaction uh, from uh, Chris Hayes and Stephanie Rule. You're well-sourced uh, in, in all this, so I wondered if I can pick your brain on the comments the president just made uh, about this being the calm before the storm. Have you seen this? I have. Listen. What the heck does that mean? President Trump loves to be unpredictable, so it's unclear what the calm before the storm the thing is, it could mean anything. But if you are a member... Or nothing. Of, or or nothing. nothing. But I'll tell you, if you are one of his senior staff members and you hear him go out there and say, the calm before the storm, you're not feeling like you know what he's about to say. You're feeling like, what could it be? Realize, could be Iran, could be North Korea, could be fake news, could be firing someone. Could be Who I'm going to fire Rex Tillerson hey, for, could for be, calling me a moron, which I said was fake news. It could be he's going to do something very progressive on gun control. Right. Who knows? All right, Stephanie, real great reporting. Thank you for joining me. Uh, yeah, I don't think it means any of the stuff they said at the end there. Um, I think it means that he's going to probably, he's just. Uh, he's trolling everybody. Yeah. 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 Just call it what yeah. it is. He yeah, just that's exactly the entire it, right? nation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. He yeah. just was embarrassed because, for the first time in the history of the United States, the Secretary of State called the president, his own president, a moron, a fucking mm-hmm. moron, a fucking moron. So <laughs> naturally, he had a, he had a, you know, sort of a deflect a little bit by sure. creating a false uh, anticipation. It's a common thing they do in reality television. Yeah. So, the cliffhanger. Uh, Pete, we'll I do it you... all the time around the house. <laughs> there sure. you go. Sure. It, you I know, uh, I, I usually wonder. tell that when Susan's like, hey, what are you doing, doing for dinner? And I was like, you'll find out. It'll be huge. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you'll find out. But what, it'll be a, ha- if, it'll be a hanger stick. Yeah. <laughs> A really hung hanger stick. Oh, usually hung. A Trump hanger stick. Yeah. It's like measured in millimeters. It's so huge. What if What if Rex Tillerson was saying, I want to fucking hear more on your Afghanistan <laughs> policy? Uh, I just wish he'd, no. st- he'd, he'd, find, he'd start <laughs> spitting that tobacco he's hauling around in his cheek. Well, I've been hauling this tobacco in my te- cheek for quite some time now. And I don't, yeah, I don't address more, more like a, like an unspeakable cricket every day. I don't address um, those uh, those salacious rumors about me calling the president a fucking moron. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, are you guys? You guys got to go to break. I'm sorry, Pete. We did that. That was just a a crazy segment to to drag you into. But uh, I hope you had fun. <laughs> oh, do I seem angry? No, not Damn at it. all. Not at all. All right. Uh, but anyway, so we're gonna go to the break. We're gonna do name calling. We have a very special birthday for one of the Indie Media Weekly uh, family members out there whose birthday is tomorrow. And I didn't realize that. And I think I want to send him a present. Um, Shame. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so we're going to hit the green, go to the green news report, do name calling, give a special birthday boner, get Theo on reverse call in, keep Theo hostage on the program for an hour, but at least for 30 minutes of that half hour, we're going to talk about the 60th anniversary of Sputnik. 
comrades. I remember Sputnik. Well, this is great. I remember I'm, Yuri Gagarin. Yeah. You remember I, him? Yeah, I do. Oh my God, yeah. you guys, I love you. Yeah, we're I, old, man. We well. Yeah. Well, this is this is exciting because we you remember know, things like pocket doors, you know. Yes, Puck and Shorty and, Powers. You remember Shorty Powers? Sure. Yeah. There you, you know, go. Eventually, they sealed him inside a cake. I know. They <laughs> sent him to Mars. Yeah. When we get to Mars, we'll get to see Shorty again. All right. God. On that note, I'm sure Theo is going to love to reminisce with you guys about this stuff. But we're going to go ahead and uh, go to the Green News Report, and uh, we'll be right back with lots more fun here on Turn Up the Night. And, yes, we will return to Mad Libs at the end of the program tonight as well. So everybody hold tight. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. It's Thursday, October 5, 2017. If you look at a real catastrophe like Katrina. Trump downplays the disaster in Puerto Rico. U.S. taxpayers give the fossil fuel industry $20 billion a year in subsidies. Scotland bans fracking. Plus... Let's be blunt. This is your tax dollars at work. Hidden costs of climate change costing U.S. hundreds of billions a year, and it's getting worse. All of that fantastic news and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. As our EPA chief keeps telling desperate coastal mayors, this is not the appropriate time to talk about climate change. The appropriate time will be when we're all on a space station trying to figure out how to turn our poop into protein bars. Getting close. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, even though Donald Trump seemed to be downplaying the disaster in Puerto Rico, the death toll is quickly moving up. Yes, it is. The governor of Puerto Rico on Tuesday raised the official death toll from Hurricane Maria to 34. That's likely to rise as federal disaster relief slowly begins to reach remote areas of the island that have been cut off since the storm hit two weeks ago. FEMA officials report that 7% of Puerto Rico now has electricity with hopes to restore power to a quarter of the island by the end of October. And yet Donald Trump, when he went down to Puerto Rico this past week for a couple of hours told the people there, oh, they don't need flashlights anymore. Yeah, it was bizarre. In remarks during his short visit to Puerto Rico on Tuesday, President Trump suggested Puerto Ricans should be doing more to help the federal government amid the devastation caused by Hurricane Maria, and he downplayed its magnitude. If you look at a real catastrophe like Katrina, and you look at the tremendous hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that died. And you look at what happened here with really a storm that was just totally overpowering. 16 people versus in the thousands. Uh, you can be very proud of all of your people, all of our people working together. And then he chided the three and a half million American citizens in Puerto Rico for the cost of the disaster. I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack. 
because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico. But two weeks after Hurricane Maria, FEMA still has not yet authorized full disaster aid for the island. After Hurricane Harvey, FEMA granted full disaster funding for Texas within 10 days. Well, I think we know what the difference is between Texas and Puerto Rico, don't we? And now a new study warns the cost of these disasters is going to get much worse. Of course it is. According to a new report by the Universal Ecological Fund, over the last 10 years, extreme weather disasters plus the health impacts of air pollution from burning fossil fuels have already cost the United States $240 billion a year. A year? Yes. Now 2017 has already topped that. Economic law Losses from the three major hurricanes plus 76 wildfires in western states are estimated at 300 billion. The researchers project that future climate shocks could cost the U.S. nearly a billion dollars a day in coming years. Wow, you'd think Republicans who claim to be fiscal conservatives would care about that thing if there were any actual Republicans who actually are fiscal conservatives. Craig Fugate, FEMA director during the Obama administration, in a conference this week warned that the economic losses caused by three major back-to-back hurricanes in just a few weeks should be a wake-up call. And not only is climate disruption driving the cost of disasters, but we have been pricing risk in this nation so low that we're not changing behavior and we're encouraging growth and high-risk areas and putting both vulnerable populations and your tax dollars at risk. Meanwhile, U.S. taxpayers are already spending $20 billion a year to subsidize the fossil fuel industry. That's through a mix of tax breaks, loopholes, and infrastructure support, according to a new report by Oil Change International. Plus, a new analysis in Nature Energy concludes that Without that $20 billion in annual taxpayer subsidies, half of current U.S. oil production would be too costly to drill at current oil prices, and that taxpayer subsidies help pad oil companies' profit margins and induces them to drill even more. And yet, whenever any kind of subsidies are given to renewable energy companies, Republicans say we shouldn't be picking winners and losers. Finally, Scotland has banned the controversial drilling technique of fracking. They say because it threatens their drinking water supplies and impacts Scotland's targets to cut carbon emissions. Smart people in Scotland, I am moving. For all of those stories and more that we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. You can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. And find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at... Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Mama, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. We're also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. 
Huila Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico. We and we also love Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh my God. I don't care about Trump. I care about Puerto Rico. And I'm not going to make a fucking joke about the accent, you fucking creep. Uh, welcome back to the show, though. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy other than that. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, joining me as always on uh, the program, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Be sure to check out the best of the clown car this Sunday on the Tim Carmel Show. That's scra- Scranton. 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 And also joining us on the program, Mr. P.S. Bueller in Madison, Wisconsin. The S is silent. That's how you pronounce it. Just say it. Man, we're that's it i'm just gonna say p.s Mueller from <laughs> i don't I'm, I'm missing so many letters in there it's not even funny uh and last but certainly not least rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc our girl friday <laughs> For your pleasure, it's Rain from FourFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you gotta give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You wanna mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. You got any biscuits for sale in there? Biscuit. Biscuit. It's okay, Bicket. So it's actually have... the S is silent in that. It's Bicket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, say, you got to say everybody's name without the S's in it when you do name like calling. Candy bar. Pronounce Mickey okay, Way. I'm going to try to do this. Yeah, Tonight try to do have... it with, with some Puerto Rico. Rico. Tonight we have. Bye. Bye. You know, if somebody tuned in on this, we bear DC. You just don't know. We have Swigui DC. <laughs> we have Franchi Cinco Seven Francie. Let's go with Francie. Francie. We have Grimmy. Oh no! See, that just sounds Asian. I'm bad at this. We have Grimmy Lee. We have. Jekoli. Or as I like to say, Puerto Rico. I'm French, you see. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? <laughs> I'm so bad at this. And Trump is so bad at this. Yeah. So we have, we have I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous <laughs> accent, you silly king? Wait, my accents are all turning into French. Um, oh. bad French. We have cat. We have. <laughs> so Dude, I can't stop giggling. Like Melania now. Guinea peek. Get a hold of yourself. I'm gonna do it as Milani. We have. Okay, do Melani. Guinea peek. Guinea peek. Guinea peek. With the boys talk. 
and Kenny Senior. It's Hi. it's locker room talk. Hi, Dad. We have Lee again. We have living on Long Island. We have Arnus. Marnus. Marnus. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Egan. Egan. <laughs> we have we have Meow Gooden. Meow. Meow. Goodness. Meow. Goodness. Meow. Goodness. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> we, have we have Michelle in South Florida. We have Miles in South Florida. We have Puerto Rico, San Francisco. Oh, oh no, yeah. wait. I meant Peter in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have Pedro. Peter in San Francisco. Puerto... Puerto... San Francisco. <gasps> See, I can only roll my R's in a very cartoony way like that. You know, I can't do it. So I don't try because I don't want to sound Well, that, you will never be Zorro. I don't want to sound it. Zorro! Roll them right, man. You get de-Zorroed. Mm-hmm. You take chalk away. You take your sword away. <laughs> we have scooter cans. Or cooter can, or cooter can. If you're not pronouncing the s's. Well, that's true. If you're Trump, it would probably be cooter cans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. We have Theo. We have Trojan Rabbit. And uh, also, Mister Adam Hebert. Theo. Adam Hebert popped into the chat room while you were doing name calling as well. He launched himself upon the waters broadcasting. Hebert. Adam. Hebert. Hebert. Three times like Beetlejuice. Yeah. All right. So, you know, have you have you people down there in uh, Ohio in in the near South encountered this new invasive kind of Asian stink bug? Uh, in recent years, are they the, the ones that kind of look like shields? Well, they look like a yeah. like kind of a medieval that's shield. Them. Yes, yes. Oh they, yeah, 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 yeah. They've yeah, been they, it, this time yes. of year. They kind of gather like box elder bugs. You know, I've been encountering them uh, creeping into my house off and on uh, for about the last five years. Yeah, well, did, first you time kill them with a hammer. You know, oh well, you do that. They smell bad. I'll tell you what. Are you talking uh, about stink bugs. Yeah, the They're first nasty. time. The first time I ever encountered one of those things was on live on air when I w when back when we had Spreecast. And mm -hmm. it's walking across my desk and I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck?" and I just like grabbed a a receipt or something I had and smashed it. And then it was like, "Oh my god." And then I knew it was a stink bug. Oh no! It smells like and you had a receipt for it too. It yeah. smells like it, it's somebody. It, it's you know what they smell like. It smells like um, you dug a whole bag of garbage uh, uh, and cilantro out of a landfill. Oh god! It, it's like cilantro scented garbage. that. So yeah, don't smash those fuckers. You know, catch them, take them outside. Mm. Put it on the ground. Rehabilitate them. S no, smash it with your foot and throw it in the garbage can. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I try and trap them in and, you know, I'll look for an envelope or something and, you know, get them in that. <laughs> Mail them to your best friend. Die, My fucker. wife somehow came home <laughs> with one, only one clown shoe, and she keeps it at the ready. 
Yeah. They're, they're nasty. They're oh, nasty. Meow, meow Goodness has a good idea. Dunk them in a solution of water and dishwashing liquid. Uh, yeah, because that'll kill them because they can't breathe. They breathe through their legs. Well, the idea, though, is, is, is you know, put a little shopping bag over its head, force them to breathe their own stink. <laughs> 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 I, I love that. It's nice. All right. Well, I'll tell you. Jason. I'll tell you what, let's let's get to our birthday. I don't think we have any other than this very special uh, birthday boner right now, but our good friend Miles Ligon in Port St. Lucie, Florida, of course, from Mike Check Radio, uh, can be, be heard uh, every Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, um, unless you hear otherwise. Um, we know and- he's up there. Yeah, you do. And, um, of course, uh, uh, his birthday is uh, apparently, I, I have permission to say this, big five zero tomorrow for Miles. That's what uh, Michelle just told me. So, Miles. Woo-hoo! Oh, you're just a pup. Here's your birthday boner, my friend. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. There we go. Happy birthday and many returns, uh, Miles. Uh, I hope you you and Michelle have a wonderful birthday weekend. Birthday week, really. Honest to God, this year I kind of did a birthday month. And it still kind of hasn't stopped because I keep buying myself shit. Uh, <laughs> let's I call just it, stretch it into a birthday year. And why not? Yeah. Until it runs into the next birthday year. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and get Theo on reverse call-in. This is going to be fun. It's going to be an extended reverse call-in. Just make and sure you pronounce his name right. Theo. <laughs> All right, Lord. Hello. All right, Theo, are you there, my brother? Hello. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just no pronouncing of S's tonight. No. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I'm getting a double whammy tone something or other so hang on a second okay and i'll right. make that be pithy make it goldy there you go be pithy so all right uh, are you you in better shape you are just excellent um, oh yeah go so, ahead oh no still having the issue theo no it's good now oh Gotta okay great <clears throat> we'll say hi or western technology uh, Western. <laughs> so, all right, say hi to the gang. Hi, Pete. Hi, Rain. Hi, Bobber. And no, anyone else who's in? It's no, it's Joe. 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 Forget me, Joe. Yes, I could be Bobber. I could be anything. Sure. It's good to know, just Joe. Just don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> Babe, I know you're not listening, but it's been an excessively adventurous don't day. Don't tell Barb. <laughs> Secret's good with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i won't do that <laughs> anyway it was getting into a meatloaf situation around here so we better knock it up um 
but two out of three ain't bad. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, so Theo, we're uh, after the break, we're going to talk about the 60th anniversary of Sputnik. Uh, but I thought uh, maybe we could uh, throw a, a little bit of audio at you before we get to that. Uh, because uh, I didn't get to play it earlier. <laughs> so how about, uh, in, uh, are you okay with that? Sure. As a matter right. of fact, the, the uh, piece that I sent you, the CBS News special report, I remember watching. And I was five years old. It was Sunday night. Uh, two days after Sputnik had launched, mm-hmm. and the entire media and the government, the parts of it that didn't go completely to sleep on weekends back then, were in a panic. Well, we we do have audio so, for the next segment uh, from that. Go for it. And um, uh, but uh, but I want to get to something uh, uh, a, a current topic. But what's interesting is tonight uh, Theo sent me audio from exactly sixty years ago from October 6, 1957, that we're going to be playing tonight on the show. And I guarantee you, no other show out there is doing this. Or could. Or could, or would. Or would even, or would. you know, yes, entertain the notion. Uh, so, but anyway, I want to play a couple couple clips real quick, though. From uh, we, we did listen to the tail end of the Chris Hayes and Stephanie Rule stuff. Um, mm. But I want to play the, the first two clips. Uh, and this is uh, her, regarding uh, the the Rex Tillerson press conference, where he, he never came out and said he didn't call Trump a fucking moron. <laughs> I never did come out and say exactly that I did not call that man a fucking moron because I believe he is a did fucking. Did he moron. do a little pantomime? I say, I say, I might have. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny. I don't know if that's like Foghorn Leghorn or Forstum. <laughs> uh, I think but it's kind of a hybrid of that. With uh, you know, I don't. I can barely remember what uh, Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson's a little lazier and slower like this. I think that's a little. I used to work that's, for. That's Excel. why they set him back thirty years consecutively in grade school. Oh sure, <laughs> I remember that history lesson didn't go well. All right, so uh, Rex Tillerson did uh, when pressed at a press conference uh, the other day, where he basically, where Stephanie Rule, I love, I love what Stephanie Rule says about the press conference. You know, I, I'm not going to spoil it. It, it, it. It's fucking classic. Stephanie Rule, one of the reporters who broke the news yesterday. Uh, it's good to have you here. So, my favorite part about this is that they are publicly the president tweeting about fake news, fake news, fake news, denied fake news. Meanwhile, they're not interpreting it as Whoa, fake huh. news behind the scenes. Think about this. Rex Tillerson comes out there, gives that press conference to an audience of one, apologizing to the president, saying you're the smartest, prettiest, greatest, bestest boss there ever was on the whole universe. But by the way, I'm not going to comment on whether or not I called you a moron, because from the parts where I come from, that's too petty to say that. Well, you know what? It's not too petty because people in that room said it. And what do you think it says about that palace intrigue? What goes on within the White House? This is a meeting that took place in July, and this has been floating around. So those colleagues that he's working with every day, remember, President Trump says the the stories you hear about the chaos are nonsense. It's a well-oiled machine. What kind of well-oiled machine leaks like this? Oh, hot damn. One that's been oiled too much, maybe? Oh, got to get rid of that. So... Oh, I I am beginning to have such a crush on Stephanie Rule, everybody. She's good. 
She's yes. real good. So uh, she takes no prisoners. Yeah, yeah. Just keep in you're, mind you're, that we've heard reports. You're the prettiest, most smartest person to last through this fall. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Ken. No, I just, I just well, love that she was. She was like, "You're the prettiest, most smartest president ever." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of people don't know this about Rex Tillerson, but he, yeah, he is. He was born with a uh, an inherited gill problem. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, so if he's away from his environment, which you know, he lives in a tank. It's mm. like half. You know, half, I, I, uh, I also, I also heard that he was uh, born with uh, an enlarged craw too, Pete. Um, so, <laughs> not, not, not a craw, but a craw, a craw, <laughs> a craw. Not, so, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, are you? I think you're you're delving into uh, the uh, um, Alex Jones territory there with him. I got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. <laughs> Alex beat me to it. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. What's, what's the stuff? They're already humanoids. Well, <laughs> it's a it's a clam stuffing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, a clam stuffing. Clam That's, stuffing. It's delicious. Surely you all remember the eighties classic, Humanoids from the Deep. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. but uh, but of course, me and my friends always used to call it hemorrhoids from the deep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great um, playground humor there, or turn up the night humor. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Theo, any th- any thoughts on uh, the the whole uh, uh, fucking moron uh, dilemma that the Trump cult is having right now? Uh oh, Theo, are you still there? Theo, where'd you go, buddy? Theo, he might have muted. Uh, somebody found a switchblade in his locker. How mm. long do you think Tillerson is, is going to last? Mm. Uh, I heard somebody say he will be gone before Christmas. Um, but um, or for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll be gone on the release date of the PP tape. Blu-ray what about edition. Kelly? Kelly Maybe Kelly? Putin will give him the PP tape and he'll release it. Kelly can't leave. I mean, Kelly and Haddis, they have to stay no matter what. Yeah. Well, if you what listen if, to Bob Corker talking today, you know, uh, yes. Uh, yes. there are three men that preserve us from chaos. Not uh, Kelly. Dillerson's among them. Not oh. Kelly, yeah. I think no, Theo, Theo might be Kelly. back. Theo, you back? Oh, I don't know. Am I back? Yes, you are. You are. We couldn't hear you the uh, when I asked you uh, what your thoughts were on the. Uh, we had you back. The 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 Tillerson uh, uh, fucking moron debacle. Well, oh, what can I say? Calling the president an effing moron, um, which Rex Tillerson didn't. He probably called him a fucking moron um (laughs) yeah all i know is that for a gill breather which according to pete tillerson is draining Mm. the swamp is a disaster (laughs) yeah pretty much um you know i it's a terrible thing i mean the, the the man has to live on a strict diet of high school biology experiments (laughs) 
<laughs> or he crinkles up and God, you know, dies. It's, it's sad. It is. It's it's heartbreaking. But uh, all right. Well, I'll tell Which, you what. Uh, uh, the, go ahead. the guilt Joe. thing, by the way, brings up another uh, '50s classic horror film, Black Lagoon. The, the the Black Lagoon. Well, in his case, the White Lagoon. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, or or possibly creature from the Exxon Valdez. I don't know. Um, anyway, sorry, bad joke, bad joke, everybody. You know, Ken, I'm going to tell you, we're going to we're going to go into Sputnik, Sputnik. Yeah, after the break, uh, but yeah, you should probably Telstar at some point. Ooh, I, I could cue it up for after the show. Yeah, Telstar is great. Um, yeah, uh, Joe Meek. Um, uh, yeah. The tornados. Yeah, and uh, but uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get to the second clip uh, of this, uh, talking about the Tillerson fucking moron debacle. This account has been confirmed by other outlets now. So you know, th- th- this is something that was clearly people knew that this had happened and had been floating around. It was not a crypto secret. That's why it's stunning for the president to say, "Let's go after this fake news, fake news." This happened. Like, no way you, other way to say it. It happened. Multiple people have confirmed it. But think about how unhappy Rex Tillerson is. A year ago, the guy ran ExxonMobil, right? He was the CEO. He flew around the world private, had his own security detail, foreign policy team, didn't even eat in the cafeteria, and he doesn't now. He's got a staff that doesn't even interface with other parts of the administration. He travels alone. People within the administration talk about Rex Tillerson and his chief of staff like they are persona non grata and that's how this something like this gets out and not only is he persona non grata at at foggy bottom he appears to be at the white house too right so he's sort of a man without a country he also i mean the 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 other part of this is that it seems to me from the reporting i've seen the president's furious but also feels paralyzed because here's a here's just a quick uh uh, look at the people who have gone from the administration this is last friday we made this this is like scaramucci bannon gorka gigacos uh comey flynn Priebus, spicer schiller and on and on and on that it will feed the chaos narrative if he actually does fire Tillerson, so we stuck with him. Well, remember, President Trump, I hired the best people, the best people. And you've got a laundry list of people who have left. And at the same time, a laundry list continues of those who keep getting caught flying private or flying on military planes. And we know how much that infuriated the president when Tom Price did it. So who's he going to be mad at now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the list is dwindling of who he can be mad at, right? Yeah, I mean, it's he can be like, mad at whoever makes him look bad in the moment. Um, I know Except we have to go to himself. break. Yeah, I know that yeah. we have to go to break, but you know what? I'm not really feeling that sorry for Tillerson. Oh, me neither. No. Oh, that no. man had. He's a dirty. He's dirty. Well, he he's not running the State Department. No. And no, I'm saying he's, this he's, is no. people I know personally who work Russia. for the State Department. Well, let's not forget all those times that, you know, he, they kicked out Andrea Mitchell and wouldn't let her ask questions and, you know, uh, whatnot. You know, I mean, he's, he's dirty. He's crooked. He's, a, he's, yeah. he's so one of Putin's pals. Not only that, he's stupid because he does not want the evil eye from Andrea Mitchell. Yeah. He didn't even want yeah, the she job. Yeah, she lays that thing down there in your ears. The His wife said you have to take the job. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that? right. I do remember yeah. that. That was that was strange. Um, uh, you know, he retired and he was like lounging around the house in a speedo all day. <laughs> <laughs> 
So oh, I'm, by glad, the- I'm glad he said that the president is an yeah. effing moron. But what I'm not glad is that he didn't just say, that's it, I'm out, or or decided to kind of man up yeah. or lady down and well, say, uh, well, guess what? You're a damn moron. That's my now criticism of the State yeah. That's my criticism of anybody who who still sticks around with this idiot. Uh, so anyway, but we do have to go to the break right now. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but uh, when we come back... Sorry to cut you all off. No, don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, so when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, talk, uh, we give kind of give the floor a little bit to Theo here to talk about the 60th anniversary of uh, Sputnik and its implications, uh, or, well, not implications, but basically the the the... Space race and everything that's come since, uh, you know, now we're at the point where, you know, 60 years ago, a, a man-made satellite was a huge deal. Now it's like, oh, shit, space junk. Don't let it kill my dog, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it so, might, because all they use it for is storing kibble now. Uh, oh, see? See, there you go. Yeah. But uh, all right, on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break. And, uh, uh, and uh, Theo, don't forget to hit your mute button there. And we'll come back and we'll have lots more fun here on Turn Up the Night. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. We're not ordinary people. (laughs) We're morons. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this... mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention in your heart you know he's right 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 and now to the business at hand we're all in this together we got a show to do well let's check it out you can do it welcome back to turn out the night with kenny pick the weekend edition broadcasting live on indiemediaweekly.com worldwide and joining me as always on the program mr p.s mueller in madison wisconsin or should i say madison <laughs> <laughs> so I love you all so much during these trying times of ours. Well, I'm right back at you, brother. Although a little less sarcastic from my end. 
Yeah, I really talk like that around the house. That's good. That's good. You do a lot of things around the house. So I do. <laughs> and of course, uh, Mr. Joe Santorsa from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. Scrantorico. Scranton. Scranton. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of Three Stooges Strand lately. Town. So, yeah. Just don't poke <laughs> me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> Noink. Uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., the not electric city. <laughs> We're not electric. We're not electric at all. Can I say one thing? I know we have other things to go to, but I, would, I really need to say this now because we might mm. lose the moment. When Trump says the calm before the storm, I feel like he's rolling back women's, our women's reproductive rights, transgender rights, and any workplace rights to anybody who isn't a white straight man. And so if he thinks this is the calm before the storm, all I got to know is, when did I miss the calm? Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. Because it has been anything but calm, uh, indeed. I- and, and I know that isn't the focus of the show tonight, but I needed to put that out there because oh no, that's important. What happened today was really bad, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, every day's another punch in the face. Yep. Yeah, it really is. There it is. Yeah. Again, hourly beatings. Uh, and last but definitely not least, our good friend Theo here to talk about Sputnik. And Theo, you're you're in Portland, Oregon, correct? Correct. Yeah, I always, I always second guess woods. myself. I always second guess if I'm if I'm right on that stuff. But um, yeah, so um, you uh, you talked to me about this uh, midweek, uh, or no, I think maybe Monday. We, you 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 thought about this idea of talking about the 60th anniversary of Sputnik, and since everything has been horrible in the news lately, I thought, yes, let's do that Friday, and here we are. And uh, um, I, I don't know how you want to set this up, but you sent some wonderful audio. You, you sent me like an eight-minute uh, news report from CBS. Uh, uh, Douglas Edwards uh, hosting from October 6, 1957. And I'm like, you know, how perfect is that? We're going to play this exact, you know, I, I'm not sure when it aired, but I'm uh, assuming it was an evening news broadcast. Uh, yes, it was. So, In fact... <clears throat> and my memory of it's very clear. My older brother, Tommy, had just been outside at twilight watching Sputnik pass over as the family was in watching this. And he burst in breathless and full of news and amazement. Uh, I mean, here was something in the sky orbiting Earth that we put there. Yeah. We being terrestrials. Yes. Human beings. And that was a lot to take in. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I, I remember going out in the backyard and looking for it. Yeah. And did did you see it, Pete, or no? I can't remember. I saw it. Joe I did saw see it. it. Yeah. Little dot looked like a little star. Looked like a little pimento moving across the sky. <laughs> Bringing it back to the pimentos. There you go. Well, it's it sort of looked like it was like a little ball. Oh, little, damn it. By the way, it's a very big option. No, it was a little dot, but you can see it. It, it looked like a little star, mm-hmm. and it yeah. went across well, the sky. It was, it was designed mostly as a propaganda device mm-hmm. by 
the guy who was then known as the chief designer. I understand um, that uh, Sergei Korolov, and they kept his name a state secret. Oh, really? Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. The poor guy for the last years of his life lived like a a, a sort of well-funded in-house prisoner of the Soviet state. Um, hmm. And he had headed their rocket program. They basically had to take the scraps that were left behind of of information about V2s from Germany. Uh, the Americans and the Brits had beaten the Russians to it. But he yeah. managed to reverse engineer copies of the V2 working with, with Russians whom they told, Germans whom they said, you're coming to Russia. Yes, now. Um, and put the team to work on it. And then came up with an ICBM that was, was uh, a five-engined monstrosity called an R7. I mean, the Soviet H-bomb of the time weighed five tons, so they had to freeze their rocket design at a stage when the thing was a behemoth. Um, but it also meant that they could put something in Earth orbit, and uh, Korolev managed to keep it so quiet that it came as a, a significant surprise to the West, where intelligence people were expecting it to happen, but when it did, it still was a major shock. Yeah. Um, uh, Would you like me to go ahead and play the first part of the uh, CBS uh, uh, story here? Roll them. All right, here we go. CBS television presents a special report on Sputnik 1, the Soviet space satellite. Douglas Edwards reporting. Until two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whir of your vacuum cleaner. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik, the first man-made satellite as it passed over New York earlier today. One of the places where the progress of the satellite is being watched most closely is the Hayden Planetarium in New York. CBS News correspondent Richard C. Hotelet reports from there now. Doug, we're in the great dome of the Hayden Planetarium in New York, and I have with me Dr. Kenneth Franklin, an astronomer on the planetarium staff. Dr. Franklin, can you tell us where the Sputnik is now and how it's moving? Right now it's north of Auckland, New Zealand and moving southeast. It will be in 10 minutes about 1,500 miles north of Little America and in about 24 minutes it will be uh, over Santiago, Chile and in about 50 minutes from now it will be over Spain. Well, it looks as though it'll be missing the United States on this trip. That's quite correct, it will. But it does come over here periodically, doesn't it? It comes over here at least twice a day and maybe more. Uh, getting back to this track, is it possible that it is transmitting a code, not just a beep signal for uh, radio uh, listening? Yes, it's quite possible that it's transmitting a code, uh, but we don't uh, realize what the code is, of course. So, there you go. There's clip one. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sorry this, the audience here couldn't see the clip because on live television, as they're speaking, somebody, some anonymous CBS staffer with a grease pen and a map is tracing <laughs> the path of Sputnik 1. <laughs> and in the middle of the clip, the nib drops out of the grease pen. So he yes. tries to trace the path with his finger, picks up the nib <laughs> off the, the, the set and desperately <clears throat> goes ahead tracing just to fill out the shot. I mean, it looks ridiculous, but it was some brave soul yeah. not quite panicking on live television. 
Yes. Quite, quite a so bit of contrast compared to like the the virtual reality rooms of uh, cable news of today, right? Oh, you know oh, that brought up brought back a couple memories. First of all, Richard C. Hotlet. You know he was born eighty years old. Oh, like Benjamin. Bunch. Oh, he was he was always old. <laughs> Richard, <laughs> Richard C. Hotlet. And second of all, I know what those beeps were. They were the Clinton emails. Oh, see, that's where they were. Yeah. See, th- thank you so it much. Was her Joe, damn for- emails. Yeah. Dang it. Well, to give him credit, Richard Hodlett was a World War II reporter who worked for Edward R. Murrow and came mm-hmm. to CBS that way. He had also been jailed by the Gestapo, um, and despite having German family wow. and. You know, having being vested in German culture, he, as he put it, hated the Nazis' goddamn guts. So uh, he aged significantly from that. He was he was in some ways a lot older than his years because of what he'd yeah. been through. I just always remember him. Well, I was eight, ten when mm-hmm. he was uh, a reporter then. But uh, I just remember him as being say, "Wow, that guy's old," <laughs> you know. And he probably was like like forty. And Joe, you you've always already always been eight or ten, so. Um. <laughs> oh, I never grew out of that. Yeah, <laughs> never ever. <clears throat> We've nice. Huh? I'm he thirteen was, and he was a half. Jailed by the Gestapo. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Well. Um, well, he was doing Gestapo research. Well, he was a reporter in Germany. He was also a student there and started drifting into anti-Nazi activities. Uh, Ah. And they went down on him real hard and then finally booted him out of the country in exchange for somebody, a German spy or something. So Pete's Uh, joke was actually kind of uh, spot on. He was doing Shapo research. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Shapo. He was early Antifa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which which was yeah. not uncommon with the people Ed Murrow hired for for CBS, the the Murrow boys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I remember that is the title of a very good yeah, book about Ed Murrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I I have it. It's in my library. Yeah, it's only Prize one reading. Cold, wrote it. Yeah. Um very mm-hmm. good book. So, um, uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, since uh, I'm sorry, we we we're a little short on time. Not terribly. We can go a little bit long in this segment uh, because I already have our listener contributions to Mad Libs taken care of. Everybody, thank you very much. Um, cool. There, and I love doing. You see, that's the thing about Mad Libs is people start thinking back to everything we've talked about on the show. And they start giving, giving, you know, it's like Mad Libs are a reminder of what's already gone on on the show. And so it's kind of space tinged, kind of um, Trump tinged, <laughs> and uh, and also a palmetto bug tinged. <laughs> so, God damn it. Yeah. Um, so somebody gave the uh, palmetto bug for it. And I, I put palmetto buck. So, uh, just I, I, so I, I have, I, I have sorry rights. That I, even that. I, I have rights as a show host. It's hilarious. Come on. So, all right. So, this is uh, part two of the CBS report on Sputnik um, from Douglas Edwards. 
And this one's a little bit longer. Uh, it's about two minutes, 11 seconds. Here you go. The initial thrust to get it into the air comes from the lowest and biggest of the rockets in the tandem. When the American satellite is launched, the takeoff power will come from a rocket like this one shown in a recent test. The powerful thrust of the arrow bee sends the whole assembly up through the dense stratosphere, a layer of heavy air, 50 miles thick, surrounding the Earth. The first rocket is then dropped, its fuel exhausted. A second rocket ignites and takes over. Altitude, 140 miles. The satellite being stripped for action, it's that round ball in the nose. Altitude better than 250 miles. And the second rocket burns out, but its momentum carries the whole assembly forward. The second rocket spent, the third and last one takes over. The final thrust that carries the satellite into its chosen orbit. Then all the rocket power gone, but tremendous force has been built up, and the satellite is pushed off on its own at a speed of 18,000 miles an hour. A fixed course circling the Earth beyond the reach of the Earth's gravitational pull. Hundreds of miles in space, the satellite's instruments start collecting data, sending it back in the form of radio signals. A pilotless spaceship mans advance scout in outer space. What precisely, what kind of information do you want from this satellite? What is it set up to do? There are hundreds of problems that we'd like to solve with these satellites. Practically every scientist across the United States would like to have his pet problem pursued. I love no doubt part. early satellites will investigate temperature of outer space. They will use thermistors in order to do this. Mm -hmm. These thermistors are very delicate uh, devices which will register very slight changes in temperature. Then also we will have weathermen uh, will put uh, photoelectric cells into some of the satellites and these will give us some idea of cloud cover all over the earth in a very short length of time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we shall also have the atomic scientists investigating the nature of cosmic particles. You know, in the 70s, I had a Marvel Comics lunchbox with a thermistor that came with it. But, wait, no. I kid, but no, I love that. Yeah. I love that part because... Or was it a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Uh, but no, but Theo, I, I love that part where, you know, you, you think about what people do in space now on, on the space station and everything, and there's so many different kinds of things that we just, like, have known for so long that we just take for granted now, and now, you know, they, they do experiments on the space station in zero-G and, you know, or with the Hubble telescope taking, you know, long-range shots of, you know, dying galaxies or, you know, supernovas, whatever. And, you know, and you, and you think about, you know, all these scientists who are probably like, oh, my God, I want to find out this and I want to find out this and I want to find out this. And, you know, so but and again, those are things that, you know, 60 years later, we kind of take for granted that are, are facts now because of the early oh, space race. Um, in fact, when when Explorer one went up uh, about three weeks after Sputnik finally burned up in the atmosphere sputnik ended up in a low orbit because the the booster that was launching it malfunctioned and it didn't get all the thrust it was supposed to um oh so it was a very short-lived phenomena also the batteries mm -hmm. that were powering the radio because it was yeah. a really simple device uh it had a radio that was reasonably powerful a set of batteries four long trailing wire antennas a beeper a nitrogen pressure system and that was it 
all 184 pounds of it, and it was about a 23-inch polished beach ball. Mm-hmm. But um, when we set up Explorer 1 in January 1st, January 31st, it de- started detecting a whole lot of things going on in, in space. It particularly detected the Van Allen radiation belt, which we yeah. had had no idea was there. It mm-hmm. And it, it was the, the beginning of fundamental change. Um, Sputnik sort of told us things by accident because the radio signal would cut in and out and would be distorted by, by the atmosphere. And we realized, you know, the Earth's atmosphere goes a lot further out into space than we realized. And we're getting refraction off of it, yeah, of the, yeah. the uh, satellite signal. And one big thing that made this made Sputnik visible was pure accident because what's called the angle of incidence, the angle mm-hmm. that we saw it at from the Earth was, I think, 65 degrees. And the Russians could not have controlled that when they launched it. Okay. In fact, they were... Yeah, yeah. They, they had to reason. delay a day because uh, of, of weather. But what they ended up with was something that was highly visible at morning and at night, anytime it was clear. Anybody in, the, in a sunset zone you know, within line of sight of it, you could see it. Wow, that's impressive. Hello. So, uh, and Joe, Joe, Pete, you guys, uh, again, once again, you guys remember all this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, any any uh, thoughts? Just, uh, you know, when you're eight years old, I mean, it was like fascinating. And I used to mm-hmm. go out in the backyard whenever they would say it was going to be overhead and watch that little dot of light go across and oh it was the coolest thing i mean but i'll tell you what as 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 exciting as sputnik was the most exciting one i remember was yuri gagarin going into space yeah oh yeah so do i in fact i remember as a kid the morning that we knew that he'd landed safely and it was all over the west and it was we had planned to make a Mercury, one of the Mercury suborbital launches, but it had been delayed for technical reasons. Uh, and in the meantime, the Soviets orbit, orbit a guy. And I remember being out on the playground about to go into class thinking, oh, God, they, they beat us into space. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, now, wait a minute. A human being from this planet has gone into space, orbited the Earth, and come back safely. Mm-hmm. Never mind where he came from. That's... We're celebrating. We did it. Yeah, and you know, I remember. I remember uh, when Alan Shepard uh, did his suborbital flight. I remember the headline that night: Nikita Khrushchev belittling our little suborbital flight, saying we went all the way around, not just up and down. <laughs> I remember that quote. I'll never forget that headline. All the way around, he said, not just up and down. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, now, now, Pete, I want to ask you a quick question. Uh, when this was all going on, yeah. um, and, and it, this applies to uh, you know uh, uh, you, Theo, and and Joe, but Pete, I want want to ask you first: Was there mm. a lot of rhetoric going around uh, that you can remember, uh, or would your folks say anything, or you know, would you hear adults saying at the time, you know, well, you damn. Damn Ruskies, damn, you know, Pinkos uh, beating us uh, at this. It was going around the neighborhood, not particularly with my folks. I don't think my folks had a heck of a lot of interest in uh, Russia as a, a political football. 
but a lot of America did. You know, we weren't very uh, far out of the House on, on American Activities hearings. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, there were still people whose careers had been destroyed and this and that and the other thing. So people were, you know, quite, there was a little unsteadiness with a lot of the population to, you know, one, to applaud uh, a nearly miraculous feat, uh, mm-hmm. while at the same time uh, looking for reasons to find fault with the Soviet Union. Yeah. So, um, Joe, it, it, was there anything like that that you can recall at, at a young age? I just remember, uh, I just remember the the, the panic uh, that followed Sputnik in the United States, and I just remember how how we panicked that we weren't able to that we were being beaten by the Russians, and they were so far ahead of us. And then, mm-hmm. as I said, that was underscored when Yuri Gagarin did an orbital flight. I mean, oh, yeah. it, there was just a sense of, of of loss in the United States that how could we let this happen? I remember a lot of German scientists testifying on before Congress, uh, Wunder von Braun, Kraft Erika, all these other, the Germans who basically had been brought over with Project Paperclip, and we were willing to overlook certain of their, you know, previous political uh, affiliation, shall we say. Um, but all these these slick-looking guys with foreign accents talking to to Congress and trying to give the most coherent answers they could to some really panicky questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington was a it it had the qualities of a of a pie fight and a house fire, frankly. Yeah, because yeah. it was crazy, silly, and there was a lot of terror. Mm-hmm. And I was aware of it because my dad worked in the uh, aerospace industry. He built he built fighter planes that went to Korea. And at the time, he was working on the X-15 rocket plane, which was scheduled to be flying, doing test work, flying in and out of space at Edwards Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that wasn't going well. They were trying to adapt uh, uh, the engine from a Viking rocket. It was a million horsepower engine, and they were trying to I, adapt it to the X-15. I, I would and like that, to... Oh, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. It didn't work at first, and they had to start with, with two smaller rocket engines that was an improvisation. Okay. And that was it was part of that quality of we're having to catch up, we're having to play catch up. Um, and yeah. there was a lot of that all across society. Yeah. Um, and uh, one yeah, thing, we basically well, felt like a bunch of dopes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and one thing I want to say, in rain, a uh, little-known fact, the first living organism to uh, orbit the Earth was female. I think it was cruel, uh, but it was uh, Laika, the dog. Um, she was, uh, the, so So the, the female s- sex was uh, the very first, um, or gender, I should say, was uh, the first in space. Against her will. Imagine that, Rain. Well, yay, yay. <laughs> yeah, against a, her will. Yeah, I know. And as it, it always is. Yeah, and it, but we know, did the same thing with chimps. I mean, we, we did, did. We did. Yeah, it's it, yeah I, against I, I, I just, their will too. Okay. They were female well, the first, chimps. I kept putting I, lipstick on the wrong chimp. Yeah. So, uh, 
uh, I do have one last clip. We, you know, like I said, we can run a little bit long, but not not too long because we got to get to Mad Libs. So, uh, are we good to go to the next clip, Theo? Go for it. All right, here's the the last one again from CBS with Douglas Edwards on the 60th anniversary of uh, this broadcast about Sputnik launching two days earlier, the first man-made satellite in orbit of the Earth. What about the vital question that everybody is thinking about? Why and how did the Russians beat us to the draw? Well, in answer to that, I'd like to say a few introductory words first. When we began our program, the planners and the engineers and the scientists drew up a schedule for themselves which consisted of a number of logical engineering steps to lead to the final objective. Now this schedule placed them in a race with time because they had to get the satellite up during IGY. And naturally we can assume that the Soviets did the same thing and they were in a race with time also with the same deadline. Mm -hmm. It uh, therefore seems quite reasonable that one or the other would get a satellite up first. Mm -hmm. It would, in fact, be a very remarkable coincidence if both of them went up on the same day at the same time. Was it a surprise to you that they got there first? Well, it was something of a surprise, and naturally, since this generates a certain amount of scientific rivalry, something of a disappointment to us, but this does not lessen our admiration of what the Soviets have done. So there is admiration. Uh, there was admiration, uh, but uh, again, uh, probably felt the the science community in '57 felt a little jilted at the same time. Yeah, uh, can I explain something, Ken? Sure. The yeah. the uh, bloke they were talking to mentioned IGY, which was the International Geophysical Year, and that ran from 1956 to 1958. It was an 18 month effort to do a lot of really intense, intensive exploration of the the uh, Earth's atmosphere, biosphere, uh, radiation, basically all the planetary sciences. And it was a, a major international effort. And putting a satellite into space was proposed by our country. Um, the Russian effort, we didn't really know that much about. Actually, we could have put a, put a something in orbit a year earlier, but it would have been with a military rocket, which President Eisenhower was against. Uh, when we tried to launch a Vanguard satellite, the rocket was something that had been built not for military purposes. It was it was an adaptation of a Navy rocket, and it had never flown before. The, basically, the guys trying to get it ready for launch they had no experience with it and didn't know what they were doing. And the poor thing smithereened on the launch pad, mm. which was just that much worse in the wake of, of Sputnik. And then Wonder von Braun and James Van Allen and uh, Dr. William Pickering headed up the team that put Explorer 1 into Earth orbit. Uh, and it sort of, you know, picked us up out of the mud, at least metaphorically. Yeah. Um, Wow. But so, we, uh, we started yeah. out. Go ahead. Yeah, we went into it. The public perception was that, that the Americans were rubes and that we were asleep at the switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of the things that the movie The Right Stuff got correct. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot else in Tom Wolfe's book that I 
take some issue with because they knew some of those people. Uh, yeah. But that much he got right. So, all right. Well, we are running over right now. So um, I'll give, uh, uh, again, the folks who were there who saw this, this is really impressive. I, I love this. This is a great conversation. Um, so uh, let's go. We'll go alphabetically and uh, wrap things up on the 60th anniversary of Sputnik. So, uh, Joe, um, what do you have before we hit the break? Oh, not uh, just this is a, a great conversation. Like I said, I, it brings back so many memories. I just remember being afraid and excited all at the same time when, when I heard about Sputnik. Same thing here. Same exact thing. Yeah. Kind of like the first time you had sex. <laughs> well, I was I was six, you know. I wasn't even I hadn't crossed my mind quite yet. Oh wait, when you first had sex eat, or you saw eat. Sputnik? Um, well, I'd like to think both. You know, oh, okay. But, uh, God, Pete. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Pete, you're so entertaining, oh, me, Tech. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Well, you know, keep in mind that I was already bald, you know. Um, That's right. Pete. You, uh, yeah. He was born bald and silent S's yeah, in his Sputnik name. Yeah, went over my hair just fell up. Did. See, and I said to myself, commies. there is nothing left except <laughs> sex, you know. There and, you uh, go. There you go. Right. So. There in, I, in, I in the rest, in the rest, in the rest is history. I hear you still wear one around the house. I do. So. <laughs> Like, we have a lot, of, a lot of falling pith around here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, Joe, uh, what what are your uh, final thoughts on the 60th anniversary of Sputnik? Oh, I just gave them. <laughs> you skipped right. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, no. Pete. No, I guess. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I yeah. forgot the alphabet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so Pete, Pete, you pretty much. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Rain, go ahead. No, I have nothing. Just keep moving on. All right, Pete, <laughs> Pete, did you want to add anything else to that before we uh, let Theo wrap it up? Not really. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Santoris and I uh, kind of, you know, had the commonality of a young boy's experience of American-Soviet competition. Mm. And uh, uh, we were a little confused and intimidated by it all, but believe me, we didn't lose any sleep until the, 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 the you know the Cuban Missile Crisis. Then and we, then, then we, that's yeah. right. And then you and said, then we stopped sleeping all day. Yeah. I haven't slept since, actually. No, yeah. me. <laughs> and you know, uh, if I can reclaim my time, please. Okay. I really do love the perspective that Joe. And, and Pete and Theo having this because, you know, we got to learn from history, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, I and, wish I could. And, and not, not just that. I mean, you know, it's like there there's so many things I remember, you know, from, you know, being a kid, uh, you know, in, in the 70s that was like, oh, that'll never happen. You know, but you guys were there and you saw this, this just impossible feat, you know, uh, satellites were already a thing, you know, and, and, you know, and, um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, they'd be like, Oh, uh, hello, this computer will do this for you in the future. And now it's like, everything we do is with computers, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll never have a computer like that. 
And um, uh, but then the '80s rolled around, and I started changing my mind. I actually started making up passwords in the '80s for computers I didn't have, and I would hide them. <laughs> I would hi- I would hide them sad. around. I would hide them around the house in envelopes. I'm like, when I get a computer that can do that, like what It'd happened? Be interesting if we could bring in Bob one day to talk about his freaking experience with yeah. you know space in the '70s. Yeah, but it, but yeah, I mean, but no, I it, kind of dovetail it with Theo because Theo, yeah. this was amazing. It really is. It really is. But no, I, I'd see movies like War Games. And I'm like, I'm gonna go make up some passwords right now and hide them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now I can't fucking remember any of my passwords. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Theo, so you get the 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 final uh, word on the 60th anniversary of Sputnik. Theo. Theo. Uh oh, we I think know you're he there. might be having that that same issue he had before. I'm not sure. The so, questions are taken now. Um, but yes, uh, Putin. yeah, hold Putin, on, Putin, Rico. Uh, yeah. So maybe uh, he is uh, uh, muted per chance. I don't know. Uh, he's typing right now into Skype. We'll find out what's going on. Uh, but I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll go ahead. Let's go ahead and we're, we're going to hit the break, and um, we'll find out what's going on with Theo, and we'll get we'll let him wrap up before we get to Mad Libs. We'll do that. How about that? Uh, okay. So, and uh, as we're going to do on every show in the month of. Uh, 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 oh, he says Putin is sabotaging me. So, but anyway, all right, we'll see what happens over the break, Theo, and we'll we'll get your your final thoughts on this before Mad Libs. But yes, as on every show in the month of October, ladies and germs, we are going to hear Hallabaloo, my uh, novelty Halloween song that I did with uh, my former bandmates, Kill the Hippies, uh, last year for their Halloween sound effects album. Oh, Theo, you're back. I think so. Yes, you are. You are. All right. Well, well. Excellent, uh, because I can't uh, hear ooh. myself. All oh, the you can around the world. Oh, jeepers, jeepers. Um. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Theo. Go ahead. Go ahead and give your your. Uh, I'll give you a minute uh, to wrap things up on uh, the the Sputnik talk before we go to break. Part of what appalls me is that the people in the federal government today, particularly the White House are almost as blazingly ignorant as everybody seems to have been in October of 1957 when the the event happened. And it was like, what? What? They're putting what into where? We don't get this. Um, And President Eisenhower actually was, a lot of his career was built on intelligence analysis, so he knew what was going on. But the people around him were in a panic, and it it spread. Uh, it also yeah. became very good news, Poppy. Sadly. Yeah. Anyway, I will let you go. I need to get doing other stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, are you taking off for the rest of the night? Uh, we'll see. You. We'll yeah, talk I'll, to you. I'll have to. I'll have to listen to to Mad Libs. Okay, you got uh, up, my friend. That. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining us. And the Sputnik uh, talk was awesome. Thanks for uh, coming. Yeah. We'll, Great we'll, segment there. Theo. Yeah, that mm. was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Spicy so, All right. Uh, we'll see you later, my brother. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Take care, everybody. 
All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Night. And uh, enjoy the borscht. Um, so, okay. We're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break. Hello, Baloo, uh, with uh, Kill the Hippies featuring me doing bad uh, cartoony Dracula and Frankenstein voices. Uh, because it's October and there's no other y- uh, month of the year I can play this nonsense. Enjoy. We'll be right back. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Uh-huh. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Okay. Thank you very much for coming to Alabaloo, or should I say, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to Alabaloo on this spooky night. Come on in and have a bite on the neck. <laughs> I think you've got a few bats in your But he couldn't fit in the room. And the mummy's running late. He goes to have a in his tomb. And the ghost ain't boom. It's a hallabaloo. You're gonna be there too. I'll have you know, I was at the top of my anatomy class. I can find a vein on anybody. <laughs> Who put steak on the buffet? I specifically said no steak on the buffet! Oh, it's not like a little steak will kill you. No, a steak will literally fucking kill me! That is the one thing that will fucking kill a Dracula, is a steak! That's the fucking fact! How could you not know this? Do you live under a rock? Why, yes I do. It's quite an ice rock, might I add. The sun is rising and our hallelujah is coming to an end. We hope you made some ooky friends. What do you mean, friends? I think you mean to say... It's a hallelujah! <laughs> and a ghost ain't blue. It's a hallelujah! You're gonna be there too. This boogieing has loosened the nuts in my neck. Wolfman! Get down from my couch, you bad boy! You'll be sleeping in the wolf house tonight! listening to Indie Media Weekly, 
I am Michelle Lagon. I am Miles Lagon. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Hebert. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Ending Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the show. And I am damn certain we're going to try and end the show as close to, <laughs> as we can on time. Uh, uh, we might go five minutes over, but uh, we're going to get straight into the Mad Libs right now, everybody. Uh, so here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad. Get Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Fortunately, our magnificent chat room tonight has filled out most of these Mad Libs, but I still need a little bit of help from my co-host here on Turn Up the Night to complete these. So let's go ahead and go uh, reverse alphabetical order. Starting with rain, I need an occupation, plural. An occupation? An occupation. It could be a... A baker, butcher, candlestick maker, whatever you want. Any any kind of occupation. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Oh, um. Police officers. All right, police officers. It is, and uh, I, I would have said fluffers myself. Um. So. <laughs> uh, P.S. You have it in on this. No, no, I, I don't even read the damn thing. I just think dirty <laughs> thoughts all the time. Um, and uh, P.S. Mueller, I need a verb ending in I-N-G. Hmm. Bending. Bending. All right. And Joe, one of your favorites, buddy. Body part. Oh. Ear. Oh. Ear. Joe gets um, all the good ones. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. There's there's a lot to go around. Rain, another body part. Another body part. Um 
Mm. Armpit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually read the, the, that in context when you said it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, P.S. Mueller. Lucky Ducky. Yeah. Another body part. Another body part. Oh, yes. Mmm. Transverse colon. Oh, dear God. Wow. Hmm. We'll That's a medical problem, my man. Transverse no. colon. Wow. I'm just getting an eBay alert. What's going on? No, uh, wait, wait. We have a colon <laughs> plus a verb, don't we? No, it's okay. I thought that's you fine. said uh, body part. Uh, yeah, that's fine. A transverse call. No, that I, I, I'll, I will allow it. I will allow it. All right. And if not, I would. I would certainly say pineal gland. No, <laughs> save that. We might have more body parts coming up. And Joe, I need the name, uh, a type of aminal, an animal, please. An aminal. An aminal. Um. A wombat. Wombat. <laughs> um, I think I oh there it's with an O. I spelled a uh, wombat. W A M. No, no, it's W O M. Um, yeah. Okay, Rain. Oh no. You can pass on this if you want. Do you, do you want the adverb or or do you want to pass? No, give me an adverb. Adverb. Just I'm googling. Describing a noun or a verb, rather. God. Like quick, adverbs. like you, quickly. You know what? I'm gonna pass. Can I get another one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Give me something else. I um, I need the full name of a person, male. Me? Yes. I'm. I'm. That's what I'm giving you. Oh, full, okay. Full no, name I'm of not a person. Male. I'm gonna go with um. But I think he was Matthew looking for the full name of a man. Ma Matthew McConaughey. Matthew oh, McConaughey. I like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so <I'm going> <laughs> oh, man, his last name is going to be rough for me right now. Uh, <laughs> Connor. <laughs> I'm just going to phonetically spell it right there. Oh, uh, I know the name. McConaughey. Okay, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the adverb. My Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'll take the adverb myself. Uh, I'll, I'll put one in. Uh, so, uh, okay, so uh, Joe, another you. body part. Canthus. Canthus? <laughs> it's the corner oh. of your eye. Oh, okay, Joe's all right. Uh, <laughs> P.S. Mueller. Are you I, I, Joe? Huh? You're no, Googling. Uh, nobody's doing a Google church to my knowledge. Um, you think I would do a Google, do church? A Google church? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not saying. So, Pete, I need, I need. Uh, 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 okay, yeah. well, here's what I'm gonna do. I need, I, I need two adverbs. You get the next adverb. So, what, what do you, what do you got for me? Blindly. Blindly. Yeah. Okay, and now uh, here, here what, I said I was going to take the last adverb, but what we're going to do is we're going to do whoever gives me an adverb first, I'll put that in. So, all right. Loudly. What, what was it? Loudly. Loudly. Okay. okay. She said that softly, though. You kind of did I, say I don't say anything loud, softly. I, anything. 
and I and I actually uh, misspelled it. I put Laudley. So, all right, here we go. I, I hope you spelled Cantus right. I think I, I have no idea. I spelled C A N T H I S. Before Joe. So <laughs> do a Google search. Go yeah go <laughs> go do a Google search. All right, here we go, everybody. This is it. Uh, we have our Mad Libs all ready to go for everybody right now. The first one is called "It's Magic" from Cool Mad Libs. Here we go. Ever since I was knee high to a palmetto buck, God damn it! I have loved watching police officers <laughs> perform their puck tricks. That sounds like a crime that needs to be investigated. Um, <laughs> mm. If you've mm. never seen a magician pull a space out of an unwrinkled—I'm uh, uh, sorry—out of a wrinkled carrot, or catch a bending bullet in his ear, you've missed many of life's greatest sticks. <laughs> when I was 17, I gave a damp thought to becoming a sleight of armpit expert. Oh my. See, that's good. I, I laughed out loud when I wrote that down. I was desperate to prove the transverse colon is quicker than the eye. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I didn't have the noxious skills to do that. Today, I satisfy my craving for magic by going to Las Vegas and watching Siegfried and Roy make a live wombat disappear into orange <laughs> air. <laughs> and the casinos make my dis uh, and the casinos make my money disappear just as loudly. All right, here we go. Also from Cool Mad Libs, this one's called Johnny Cool PI Chapter One. <laughs> Apparently, they have like fiction that runs through the Mad Libs. All right, here we go. Matthew McConaughey, alias Johnny Cool, hated to make decisions even when his jelly depended on it. He headed in the direction of an all-night helmet nestled between a self-service penalty station and a doll parlor. <laughs> this, this really does sound like a Matthew McConaughey movie, right? All right, all right, all right. He pushed open the dinner moon. He pushed open the dinner moon. And, Dazed and, and recused. And, but, he, but he didn't enter. The only street lamp on the dark visor illuminated the fear on his canvas. <laughs> he was sense. Goodness, it does. So, yeah. Uh, he was coming to another decisive moment. And as always... It scared the water bottle out of him. <laughs> oh my God. It broke his water. <laughs> he took a deep moron and entered the diner. It was most it was almost dotedly. <laughs> uh, Johnny slumped into a deplorable leather booth. He was tired. Every beep in his body ached. His lightning was trembling. He needed coffee blindly. So there you go. There's our Mad Libs for tonight, folks. <laughs> I, I have a feeling P.S. Mueller needs coffee blindly from time to time. 
I do. Yeah. I do. I have a cup of coffee here, and I have been sipping on it. And by gosh, you know, it is refreshing. Uh, thing to have. It's the gift it that it's the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. Do you agree uh, that it's a damn fine cup of coffee? Mm. Damn good cup of coffee. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or is it a damn they make it out of a bean? Yeah. Eh? They make it out of a bean. They do. Yeah. God, God bless the bean. I love beans in all forms myself, except for the lima. I'm not so good on lima beans, but when I was in high school, I used to add mustard to my lima beans because I was hungry and I wanted food. You know what's good on, on lima beans? Huh? Pimento. Pimento. <laughs> oh, he can't stop. He can't stop. Hmm? Let me tell you something. No yeah. shit. <laughs> I, do I have to hang around for it? <laughs> you just you just wait until the day when you have one of those crawling up into your house. A pimento or a palmetto? Palmetto. They are they are creeping up north. <laughs> yeah, I hear them. I hear I'm them. I'm telling you, man. They'll never get out of the swamp. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> You know, you get a whole room full of those things, and you got some stupid vegetation planting something. My fucking god! Yes, people are me out. Or you got a hell of a party. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, the hors d'oeuvres have already arrived, folks. There's <laughs> have a pimento bug. So big. Yeah, sure, crunchy from what I understand too. God damn so. it! <laughs> god damn it! Aren't we all? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> let me let me just hope. Uh, you know, I just want to say this. I just hope your dogs never find a pal- palmetto bug nest. Oh, hey. my dogs Here. are fine. Joni okay. talks Sharky. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Sharky ate my na- Sharky ate all my neighbors' pimentos though. Oh God, Jesus! What palmetto Yes, broke into his yard and ate his pimentos. I am so glad we never had my friend, uh, comic book uh, writer Jimmy Palmiotti, on the show because God, that would have been a nightmare. Oh. So <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't spoken to him in years, but that would have been interesting. Um, but uh, he was he was famous for saying uh, he uh, he doesn't like guns because he has a baseball bat that. Never runs out of bullets so <laughs> uh but anyway it new yorker surprise all right let's go ahead and okay. wrap things up let's get uh everybody's yeah. parting shots in uh shall we go uh alphabetical parting shots uh joe would you like to go first well i, I just it's uh, a great uh pimento day we had here and uh I'm I'm glad I don't have any of those bugs in my uh, sunroom here. Right. That's all I'm I'm happy for. Yeah, I got the stink yeah, bugs. Oh. Yeah, they, they they know how to make little sandwiches out of almost anything. Yeah, they they do, and then yeah. they carry it forever. Yeah, like sure. Across a they, room, they anyway. they have a lunchbox with um uh what was it a uh, uh, <laughs> the thermos uh, uh the, put a pimento on it the pimento. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, Joe, give us your parting shot. Really enjoyed the the uh, walk down memory lane, uh, and and, and uh, to hear the old broadcasters and to hear about Sputnik, that was a lot of fun. 
We should do one on the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis and how how I shit my pants. Yeah, uh, sure. First time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Maybe. I didn't sleep for months. No shit. No shit. No, and there was actually some shit. Joe just said there was some shit. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else, Joe? Uh, clown car. Best of the clown car this Sunday because Tim's still on vacation. We almost have a box set ourselves. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, and, of course, we're, we're Joe and I will be uh, working through the weekend off and on on our new – and, of course, we're going to talk off air about this, too, because we have a fun new commercial uh, we're going to uh, work on. Uh, for the release, the impending uh, holiday release of uh, the Blu-ray edition of Trump's pee-pee tapes. So, pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of pee-pees, P.S. P.S. Mueller. Uh, yes. what's, what What's your uh, parting shot, sir? Talk what's to your, me, brother. What, what do you got on the way out of the program, sir? Well, as you know, Wisconsin figures into things, this gerrymandering stuff. Oh, yeah. Which is being argued uh, before the Supreme Court, uh, for all I know, right now. And uh, uh, leave it to Wisconsin uh, to come up with something bad and hang on to it. Uh, you know, but uh, I'm going to uh, face the week, hopeful that uh, one or two Supreme Court justices take a look at all the uh, evidentiary stuff and say, what have you people been doing? Yes, and we need We're to make sure that people are Scott Walker and uh, and uh, you know and hold special elections and get all these guys out of there. Um, and, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and no, I'm uh, I'm not going to expect that, but I am going to observe it as it proceeds, and uh, let's hope for the best for Wisconsin because it, yeah. it means something to the rest of the country. And we need to make sure that people stop saying Wisconsin and start saying Wiccan-in. Yes. And right. mad, it, mad it on. <laughs> All right. right. Here we refer ourselves as Scannies. 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 Yeah. So very nice, very nice. All right. Well, Pete, it's great having you back. I I hope you uh, you know you, you're uh, you're uh, you're feeling better from last week. You're uh, I think yes. you're, yeah, very good. I, I have a bum neck, and every now and then it, it renders me a uh, a steaming, smoldering pile of crap. Oh, I Friday thought it. Night, I, I, really, I thought crap. it. I thought it rendered you a shambling mound. Well, that too. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. I'm shambulatory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, all yeah. right. Final rim shot. And rain. What Make is your party? Bring what your is... bat. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your bat. Never runs out of bullets. Um, and rain. What is your parting shot? My parting shot is please send money to Ralph Northam, who is running for governor in Virginia. Very good. That's my parting shot. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. BFD. We need to keep a Democrat in office so we mm -hmm. can change gerrymandering laws. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump decided to go after him with a big fucking racist tweet. Imagine so, that. I know. I know. It's so shocking. Oh, yeah. But, um, I'm just throwing it back. He would take the low road. Yeah. Just 
it, it's a big deal. We have four yeah. weeks. We have four mm -hmm. weeks to make sure that Virginia keeps a Democrat in office as the governor. And it's a really, really big deal because the next governor of Virginia, the Commonwealth, is going to be in charge of how we get to redistrict things because of the census. Yeah. I can't even begin to impress how important this is. So please send money to Ralph Northam. Please. All right. Please. All right. Very good. Um, and uh, all right. I'm going to say a couple quick words and then we're going to wrap things up. I d it, we've not forgotten about Las Vegas. I ha actually had audio regarding that. Um, but uh, after last Tuesday's show and how angry I was, I didn't think it was going to be a benefit to anybody for me to play any of that. So um, uh, our best uh, to, uh, you know, all of the survivors uh, who are healing right now um, and uh, fuck the NRA. Uh, you're a bunch of murder merchants, and the only thing we can expect out of gun hoarders down the road is more mass violence. We don't trust you. There are no good guys with guns. You're all garbage people, and um, that's all I have to say on that. And, of course, uh, be sure to check out Mike Check Radio tomorrow, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, also, tonight, listen to The Night Show. I'm going to play. I think I'm going to do a little bit of Halloween music tonight just for fun. Because, seriously, people play Christmas music for like three fucking months. Why can't we do Halloween music just all in October? So much good stuff. And I'll play some heavy metal as well. Uh, but, anyway, that's it, everybody. Uh, have a lovely evening. And uh, we'll see everybody on Tuesday. And yes, don't miss Yay. all the other other fine programs. Good night. Indie Media Weekly. Bye-bye. Kenny Pickle Spicer signing off. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff. We wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We're also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. We love you. And we also love Puerto Rico. <laughs> Yeah.